Whenever you're ready, Commissioner. Let's go. All right. We will bring our budget work session two to order. And this evening, um, we have our budget work session number two. Hopefully, we can finish things up tonight. We have outside agency discussion, followed by Department of Public Works, tax set off. We have a number of decisions to make, which we can start on those either before or after our regular meeting, which starts at 5.30. And then we can finish up after the meeting with any final uh, adjustments that we want to discuss and make to the fiscal 22 budget. So uh, first, if you want to, um, you should have all three of your binders. We have outside agencies and we all have a homework assignment to do. And I think Brittany's got that more or less compiled. The outside agency information, if you need to refer to any of that, is in budget work session binder number two, the big thick one, at tab number four. And uh, Brittany also distributed a, a worksheet that she had compiled with selections by each of you for outside agency disbursements. So um, I want to let Brittany, I think there's a couple things we want to adjust. Yep. And I'll let Brittany go over those with the board. Um, based on your selections, there are a few agencies that are over their requested amount. Those are the ones in purple um, underneath the commissioner selection section. So we can just go through those first and then um, whoever has um, allocated some of their funding to those agencies can decide how much each is going to get back or if you want to keep your requested amount I mean your allocated amount there that's fine too point to start this way for mine the first one is big brothers big sisters my thousand move that to um, saving future feral cats And I also just want to add one more note that the Judy Center, we have um, commissioner selections of $10,000 so far. We have um, been funding them at $18,000 to pay their rent. So if we want to continue to pay that rent, it would be $18,000. So we would need another $8,000 allocated there. So what she's politely saying is if we're going to be moving money, Steve, we've got to move Steve. it that way. We got, we got $8,000 extra on first late first responders we could move. Stevie can move over $8,000. Yeah. Yeah, let Stevie. I can do it. Yeah. Okay. So, Stevie, move it off of that, the Sullivan one. Okay. Move 8,000 over to that duty center, and then we're good. That can be done. Perfect. You think? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is the first light responders. That's 8,000. Oh, yep, um, Chris already took oh, okay. 1,000 from that. So the first light, we had 15 from. Um, you want to, so what do we have to subtract out of that? How eight. much? Eight. So you can pull eight from my 15. Okay. Did I do that right? No. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And put it where? So I'm giving seven there. Did, did you say where you wanted to put it? Sorry, the eight thousand. He's, he's still looking. Um. Actually, you're okay. gonna have ten. <coughs> uh, 
uh, the Family Preservation Fund, Phil. Mm -hmm. I, that's the DSS, so I've been doing the 10 for that just because when I started, so you can have that other two and put it in 10, so you could have 10 to split up. Okay. That'll fix that other yep. one, too. So. You get that? Yep. So, so now you've you got to come left. up with 10. And then the other one was the Make a Difference Day, QAC Make a Difference Day, that has 4,000 allocated and they requested three. Chris, you should you take a thousand off that. You don't give, we don't give Phil more money. <laughs> Phil yes, will be you up can to eleven then. All right, I'll take a thousand off and move it to uh, safety net right below it. A sure sign of five fiscally conservative Republicans. See that? <laughs> 10,000 from you, I'm waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's underfunded? You know, the Oyster Recovery Partnership. Uh, you could put five there. It's on the Watermans, Chris. It is? Yeah, it's under Queen Anne's County Watermen. He's they moved the it. It's already funded at 10,000. Okay, because I think he has 5,000 on there. It, it, yeah. So you got to move that too. The, the Oyster Recovery Partnership is now being funded other Queen Anne's County Watermen. They're not doing it. The ORP is not doing it. They're doing it through Harris's. So you have another five thousand there. Do you see what I screwed up? Nope. Um, I don't know. I spread mine out, so I don't. What are you did? Where are we short? Is there anybody short? Yeah. The animals, there's a couple of the animal things got nothing. Um, Arts Council. The Arts Council's real Ah, short. there you go. Historical Society. They wanted, yeah. They wanted 25, they got 11. Dolly Parton. Throw it all there. The all they can all, use all in the Arts Council? Arts. All of it. The 40. Okay. You want to do that? Or so what's what, that? What's yeah, how, yeah how, how short is the Arts Council now, Brittany? Well, then we're over. Oh, you're over? Uh, yeah. Because. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He said maybe FEC. So getting, you back, that get, getting back to me on that, we're taking, we're taking, how much did I have five left over? You had 11 total. Right? You had, you had 15 total. Oh, right. And then whatever you want to give to the Arts Council. Bring them up to where they need to be. They need 11,500. Right? No. No. They need 13. 13.5. 13, and I had how much? You had 15 when you Now started. you have 1,500. There you go. Okay. And they're where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah, the library, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that'll take that to 11. Yep. So that's only four short. And I'm done. Thank you, Brittany. Welcome. And then we have the other, that other um, 32,000 to take off of Sudlersville. Firehouse, yeah. Say again. Did you want to allocate that to the, uh, the FEC? The, yes. Uh, the okay. allocation to volunteer fire department. Jack approves. That's fine. The whole, the whole amount? Yes. The whole amount. Okay. Exactly. Right. I think that's, is that everything? Sir, 
Okay, any final adjustments to outside agencies? Gentlemen? I think we should all be right, right? I think yep. we're good. We're yeah. good. That was the best. That, that was, worked out well. That was a great way to do that. Yeah, faster. Good call, Chris. Every now and then. Every now and then. <laughs> Public has to wait till you publish it before they find out what it is. So they'll be calling you tomorrow. Did most, I get mine? Did likely. I get mine? Right. Most I get mine? likely. I did tell a few um, what time they would be on, on call. So. Right. And I will send you um, guys an updated final version. Awesome. Perfect. All right. That's all we have for outside agencies. We can move on to Department of Public Works. So I will. Uh, heavy hitters. That is tab two of your work session three binder. And just like the all of the agents or the other departments, we have the summary to start that we can, if you guys have any questions, and also the line item detail. But if not, we can start with the operating enhancements. No, I'm good. Hey, Jim. Jim, do you have any lens cleaners down there? Kick me more. Okay. <laughs> no? Um. easiest way to do this would probably just be to go through the enhancement list um, and have them speak on the enhancements that way instead of going through the individual requests. If that's okay with you guys. Sounds good. Yep. Okay. So the enhancement list that I had sent you, that's actually page um, six of your binder. And if you just want to go down and start with animal services. I don't want to start with animals. Okay. Um, DPW engineering? No, we can start with animal services. I'd, okay. <laughs> honestly, hard for me to give you much explanation because I know nothing about animal services. We're going to put in for considerable enhancements, and we, the county administrator has reduced them by about two thirds. I don't discount the need, but again, it's hard for me to really give you much justification because I just don't know the operation. I do know he was looking for a full-time vet. He's having more and more struggles having a contractual vet. And a vet, in some measure, is definitely needed at there, one way or the other. You might put that close to you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So I can try to answer any questions you have on it, but it'll probably be largely inadequate. So, if there are any questions, we can um, move on to engineering. In engineering, we had requested two positions, a civil engineer tech and a stormwater management inspector. We've uh, compromised to have one, but we definitely need to add an inspection to our stormwater uh, facilities, as you know, we are now in MS4 County. It's a federal permit and it has stipulations that must be met to avoid penalty. And uh, an inspector is desperately needed. Honestly, it was needed before we were in MS4, but it's, now it's almost mandatorily needed. 
And then the land beautification for general services. Well, that was cut. Right. Okay. But if there were any questions on that. Um, then we go to property management. That was the we control. Right. Really, it's not really an enhancement. It was just we have a better handle on what the actual costs are for weed management. As you know, the last year was our first year um, administrating weed control. So, again, we just have a better idea of what the costs are now. It's not really an enhancement in that regard. And there is a revenue stream to some degree for weed control. Not, certainly not one for one, but there is a revenue stream. Okay. And then the roads, four positions and roads. Particularly with Southern Kent Island, there's a big push to convert about there's about six miles of OP roads throughout Southern Kent Island, the four phases, but five of them are in phase one, Romacoke and Kent Island Estates. The uh, Homeowners Association is making a big push amongst their residents to bring those into the county system, and we do not have the staff to do that at our current uh, levels. We would definitely need another construction crew, which is what the four guys make up. And the other thing, which is not really a budget issue, but We've got so many veterans ready to retire, there's not a whole lot of road construction experience left if we don't start training some new guys on how to build roads. I mean, they know how to mow grass, they know how to clean ditches, but they don't have any, the rank and file has very little practical road construction experience. How, how, how many you you looking at, Alan, is ready to retire? There are probably a dozen that could go any minute. 10? Uh, 10, 12, yeah. And, and then how many, and how long do you think they're going to be hanging with us? A couple years. Okay. How long does it typically take to fill those positions when they become vacant? Yeah. It takes a long time, quite honestly. Well, we're talking, well, we would promote from within as far as the top guys who are leaving. Right. That's what you're referring to. Right. Well, we would have to promote from within. But we can't even find entry-level people. It's just, uh, I can speak for, more for the sanitary district than the roads board, but it's just impossible to find anybody of much value at the entry level position. I mean, I have, we'll have a discussion later on sometime, but I bet we've had interviewed 50 people. I had 50 people apply, maybe 40 show up, maybe 30 of them we think might have a chance. HR disqualifies half of them, and out of the whatever's left, we might get two. It's just, I've never seen anything like it. What's the entry level salary, just out of curiosity? 34. Plus benefits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one problem is they're being paid not to work right currently. I mean, that doesn't help. Right. An entry level can be right out of high school, huh? All he needs is a driver license and a GED. It's not bad making 34 grand plus benefits right out of high school. It's better than some four-year college-educated kids are making. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And with plenty of room for growth if you're 18, right? right? Yeah. Not to, mm. not to mention time served. Yeah. You're still relatively young when you when you hit your eligible retirement. Right. And it keeps them here in the county. So it's, it's not just public works. It's, no, no, it's no. anywhere that you got to yeah. get your hands oh, dirty. I, <laughs> I can just tell you. Yeah, it's, it's hard work, it's, but it, it's, it's been a bigger challenge over the last several years. And we hope to recruit some good folks and get them in, get them trained and continue the operation because it's, it's essential work as well. Obviously, we know we have to have uh, 
our highway workers and road workers to take care of not only maintenance, drainage, road construction, but also winter operations is very important. So, so we're asking how many here? Four, which would be another crew. And we've got, we've got a huge backlog of work orders as well. Of course, if it you know, stopped raining for 18 months, most of those would go away. It <laughs> right. doesn't seem to be in Chris, the Chris, take care of that, will you? <laughs> oh, wait, rain. That's your department, isn't it? Which one? The rain. The rain? No, that's O'Malley. <laughs> that, that governor's gone. Governor's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't have any questions. Okay, that's it for the operating enhancements. If we want to start going into capital, um, the easiest way is probably to go down the capital summary that's in your um, DPW section with that shows the reductions. Um, starting on page 25. Yes. <laughs> you can use mine. <laughs> probably easiest just to go down those requests and then if you have any questions. Um, That'd be tab three, right? Yes. Tab two. Okay. Tab, two. tab two. Page 25. Page 25. Okay. I'm there. Yes, you could just talk about any of the projects you these are for twenty FY twenty two. Yes. Chesapeake Heritage Visitor Center. What is that? Is that the roof? Yeah. There's already a project there to replace it. the bolt just head and do a lot of outside work. But um, this money would be to further uh, replace the building envelope. The building has some needs as far as the exterior of the building. Well, it has, it has many needs, but I think the 55000 was to put a roof on it. So it's not to be confused with the um, bulkhead, which already funded mainly through state as well as the parking lot enhancement, which is already funded which will happen this fall. We didn't want to do it during the summer when hopefully there'll be a peak season this summer. So Todd had cut the BOE athletic tracks. What, is that finishing up the, what's left of the project that was done under the turf fields or? Uh, this is the existing tracks that were around yeah, we, the turf we, I don't right. think we did tracks when we did turf. Yeah, Jim, we, what is, what was this? we pushed those to, from 22 to 23, 24, but if, yeah. if you want to so they weren't pull those they, back. There weren't new ones put in when the turf went in. Well, um, Jim, is, is that something that you, or I guess general question, is that something that we could use some of the CARES money we're getting because it's athletic related? I mean, that was part of my idea with this, all this, the nine million was that our parks were the most used thing during COVID mm -hmm. in the whole county and could probably use an infusion of money. And then obviously broadband was the other thing that we were lacking yeah. on. Mm -hmm. So if this is something that we could do with some of that money to finish those tracks up, I mean, we spent all that money to make the stadiums look good. To me, it just makes sense to finish it, you know. And that would be the icing. Because they're in pretty bad shape, right? The, oh, yeah. Ken Ken that's what I'm saying. I think Ken Islands is, is the, the Queen, Queen Anne's was, you know, newer than Ken Islands. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. Yep. I mean, that certainly could be added to the uh, American Recovery recovery plan list as a, a potential project. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, historic courthouse you're certainly familiar with, which continues to, um, I think that would finish the exterior as well as a few other things, but uh, it has a ways to go when the entire mechanical plant needs to be replaced as far as 
and interior renovation as well to host the uh, new tenant. We're going to start the design process on that. I think the painting and the woodwork starts next month, but the design process for the interior should start shortly thereafter. The county facility is really not a project. That's just to have a, a funding source for big ticket items that break during the day or during the year. Um, one example is the uh, air conditioning in the detention center this year and the admin section went up. And it was like $400,000 to replace it. Honestly, we were going to replace it as part of the detention center anyways, but if we had to replace it now at $400,000 be completely out of our pocket. So we use this money or that fund to buy a portable air conditioner in the meantime, which would be about three years. So that's just an example of what that money is used for. It really doesn't have a... Now, does that, does that have a... Um, does that have a balance year over year, or is that zero? I mean, are you winding up using the entire amount that's in there every year? No, it depends. It completely depends on what breaks. You know. So if there's money left over, I assume the rolls over fund balance at the end of the year, does it not? So the only thing I'd like to see on that is take it out of the bond and put it over in operating where it belongs, because it is an operating expense, not something we should be bonding for 20 years just for county maintenance, if that's what it's, it's being used for, so right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I would think so. Well, it depends on what they're replacing. Every air conditioner could last 20 years. Right, many of the I get it, but I mean, if we can move it to operating and not bond it, mm -hmm. what if he doesn't use any of it this year for some reason? You know what I mean? That's, mm -hmm. that's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. We're going to pay the bond rate on oh, it here. I'm sorry. Instead of it coming out of cash. County facility. It's just, it's just a gen general account. General account for the HVAC stuff. Liberty Building Renovation. What was that, Lee? It's in the middle. Last remaining rooftop unit and some roof repairs. Repeat that. Roof. Okay, there. We have a rooftop unit that needs to be replaced. Uh, air conditioning and then some roof, roof repairs and replacement. As you can see, it's, we're starting to get some moisture issues through the roof. And we, well, there's a chiller that needs to be replaced. That's what those monies are for. Wetland mitigation back in has almost been 30 years ago when Cloverfields was served with sewer, the county assumed the responsibility of providing wetland mitigation for wetlands that were disturbed to allow lots to build. And uh, we're finally getting around to that project. It's already under design. This would, let's pay for it. Is that design money in there, Alan? I'm sorry? The 50000 is that the design money? No, we've already gotten that. Okay. I think that, is that Right. That will be for construction beginning on the Tanner property that's presently under design right now with existing fund balance. Gotcha. Public drainage and stormwater management, that gets back to the MS4 issue. And part of that is to hire, well, later on today, we'll hire a consultant, but it'd be like a three year uh, consultant. So that money goes towards the consultant as well as whatever other issues we have to do to meet the permit. The traffic study, I think you're all familiar with. EMS station 100 renovations. Traffic stucky, are you talking about our counters? Yes. Okay. Counters. Yeah, and there's a budget amendment tonight uh, right. in the regular meeting for yes. uh, right. 100 right. and allocation as well. What's going on at 100? Um, it needs some work. It's the, the uh, EMS station on Davidson Drive and Ken Island. <coughs> it's been deferred a couple years actually. That's the house, right? That's the house, correct. Housing Authority facility recapture. As you know, particularly Riverside, as you're well familiar with, has been not well maintained over the years and 
the, the intent of this fund is to bring all that as well as all the other sites back up to some type semblance of good maintenance. Rather this, than this excludes the, this excludes the mole remediation, right? Well, or this money, may, well, hopefully we won't need this money for that, but Percy Thomas needs work, not mold work, but there, there's, there's numerous issues with those housing units that are a lot cheaper to address now than we tell the Yeah, there's a lot of point deferred maintenance that can't keep getting deferred. Yeah, and we, we thought too, this is a potential area too that we could uh, put some America Recovery Plan money towards to get this these projects out of the bond issue as well. So as that rolls forward, we put them here for now, but you know, that's another area where we can pull some of that out. So we're doing this, obviously we're owners of the property. How is this in any way, shape or form written into an MOU with the Housing Authority that we are working on an MOU? Okay. But we'll have better guidelines. So we're strictly going to do it for how they're supposed to be taking care of things and who's responsible for what. There wasn't a lot of um, guidance on who was responsible for what on some of these properties. The but we're going to take a landlord approach to it. Yeah. Basically, as far as the maintenance goes. Right. Yeah, I guess basically they were just let go and nobody was really minding the store. Right. Oh yeah. Well, I've seen some of them. So. Mm -hmm. YMCA, I guess you're familiar with. I assume this money is for the a lot of the site work. Is that correct? It's just the allocation that we agreed to, uh, commissioners agreed to put towards it, uh, two and a half million over the next three years for the overall project. Uh, it would probably go towards site work. Yeah, this allocation. Mm -hmm. Solarville to Barclay Sewer Extensions, project I'm entirely too familiar with. <laughs> um, but no, I just want to thank you while you're there. To, if you hadn't stepped in, we'd still be right. going backwards Absolutely. with it. So you did a great job with it, believe I'm me. Sure we're going forward, but we're not going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's progress. We're, we're not spinning that's wheels still right progress. now. We're not going backwards. <laughs> and that's no county money at all in that project, other than time, my time. And you already talked about the Board of Ed tracks. So but you know, that didn't say which track. I mean, somebody must have. Ken Island High School. Order. Which was which reach 22 is Ken Island High School? Yes. Okay. Ken Island yeah. will be for FY22. Yeah, because that's the one. It's okay. Good. And, and this this 323 was, for Queen Anne's, right? I believe so. Only a thousand dollar difference. So this is just not extended. Why is that? Is yeah. that because it's going to happen a year later? You said 323. In no, 20. in 23, in year oh, 23, 300,000. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, this one's not in the budget yet, but you're saying possibly defer it to the recoveries money? Is that what you're? We could. Yeah, we could do, I mean, potentially we could do both of them next year with the recovery plan funds. Well, somebody needs to make a note of that. Mm -hmm. We've we got a list of projects for this. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we don't want to add and, it for and, 22. And Queen Anne's is only six lanes, not eight, so it really shouldn't cost as much as Ken Island's is going to cost. 25% less, right? <laughs> okay. So you want to leave that on the recovery plan list for now and not add it to the capital? Is that what we're saying? Or we can make Well, you had pulled it out later, anyway, Todd. It's not in there now. It's It was right. pulled out, but I think. Right. Yeah. We had planned it for 23 and 24, so you want to leave leave it as budgeted now in 23, 24, and if we can do it sooner, do it yeah, sooner. Yeah, that's fine. I think so. Yep. That that's makes fine. sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. 
<laughs> the next thing is the Cloverfields drainage enhancement study. If you will recall, we were before you, I think it was only a month or six weeks ago about that. Well, we just learned today that we did not get that grant, so that's killed. You didn't get it? No. Didn't get it. Okay. That's dead. So, that so what does that do to the project, though? From this point of view, it does. It's dead. Well, I'd like to star that that we tried to get that. Right, where where are you? What are we I talking about? The Cloverfield drainage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we need to get that fully funded and get it moving because it's quite an issue down there right now. It is an issue. So the grant will be gone. Right. So that this will have to become funded. We can so. close the gap and get that done. I think that's important. It's just a start on it. I know, but it's we got to get it started. It's a big. Got to get moving issue. forward. Don't yeah, you yeah. remember those getting those emails when we got that heavy rain? When people were kayaking in the. In the anyway, not to mention our our systems were failing because of all the water. Ah, uh, yes, not to mention that. He was trying not to mention that. Oh, sorry. But ski works well. The Southern Canal Island worked well. Um, next thing was animal services vehicle that was moved to operating, I believe. Yes. Currently, they use their own vehicle for, to transport to the vets and other shelters. And detention center renovation, the design is ongoing. We've pushed that out, the construction out a little ways, mainly for uh, funding purposes. The state didn't want to give us as much money as we needed, as fast as we needed it. So we're kind of spreading out the Isn't that, isn't that going to be counterproductive, though? With, I'm sorry again? Won't that be counterproductive with the fact that the better the economy, the more it's going to cost us to get it built. So the longer we wait, the maybe. But I tell you, we, we've gotten material prices, as you probably know, are just gone through the roof now. Uh -huh. so I don't know if there's going to. I don't You're know. They might improve? Two or three years is going to bring. You know, it may it may level out. I don't know. But yeah, ordinarily, absolutely, it would be counterproductive. But we don't. Unless you all are going to pick up an extra five million, we just don't have the funds to do it. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I wonder if it's an extra five million I'm now. Five, we five still don't get the funds, and it's eight million later, or if it's, you know, that's the. Yeah, we just got an email from Bel Air. The economy or the, the the contracting world comes back into reality here soon. That's all. It's gonna be a while, right? Oh, because of all the it's cash a year. is getting infused from it's, the it's stimulus. It's a year. Yeah, you're a year out, but still, this is two years out, so we probably can ride that curve, and hopefully it'll pay off. This this thing is a disaster beyond understanding because. We were 20 million, then it went to 30. But the 30, to me, doesn't begin to cover it because it doesn't take into any account the enormous amount of inflation in construction. And two, even from a design point of view, we hadn't agreed that we could do it for 30. This thing is an out of control mess right now, in my book. I don't even go to the meetings anymore because it would look like I was not arguing with them, you can't do this, but when you run an expense, it started at 15 up to 30, and then it's on its way to 40. Where, where the hell do you dig in? I mean, at some point, we're going to have to figure out what the heck we're doing here. But this is not a limitless budget game. So is that fair? We're, we're going back to the, uh, to the State General Assembly next year to ask for additional grant funds, which we'd have to match. It's about 50 percent. So that's, that's kind of the next move on that. And we're trying to keep the budget, you know, within that thirty million dollar range. But yeah, the inflationary piece—it's hard to—it's hard to estimate where but that's going to hit. Before the inflationary thing hit, just from a design point of view, we'd blown through thirty. Yes, correct. And that's, that's correct. the problem. We're at thirty million. I mm -hmm. mean, I think it's forty now or something. I, I mean, I just don't know how you can almost catch up. 
to where this is going. Well, the most frustrating part in my mind about that project is you have no control over your MA population whatsoever. I mean, first of all, you've got people, which is bad enough, but then you've got the courts and the legislature telling you what to do, and you're just at the mercy of a lot of forces that you have no control over whatsoever. I, I agree with you, but it doesn't, from a budgetary point of view, solve it when you've got 25 in a courthouse and 40 million in a jail, and all this serving 100 maybe a hundred and a quarter prisoners, which by the way cost you 50,000 a year each, and uh, 300,000 per prisoner to build the thing at 30, and more, <laughs> I mean, it's, this, is, this is an example of government gone wrong. I mean, I, it's just, I'm not blocking anything, I'm just pointing out that, just sort of glossing over it, somebody ought to, you know, kind of dig in here and say, Mr. Mr. Moner is going to solve this, aren't you, sir? <laughs> well, I think our next step is to complete the, the design and get get some hard numbers as to where we stand. And uh, we're, we're looking at 2023 at this point in time before we would potentially break ground. Um, we have to go back to the General Assembly, as I said, to try to get some additional grant money based on those numbers. And it, you know, potentially, it would be another candidate for uh, recovery plan <coughs> funds as well that if, if we want to. If we want to, you know, so what's the 4.2 million going to? Just banking that, it? That's grant. That's grant. This is grant money. That's the grant money that we yeah, uh, are going to get from the state, okay. you know, for the for the project. Yeah. So, so right now we've got about 20 million budgeted. It looks like now we're at about 30 million dollars to, to do the expansion and then also to do the to renovate the core. And that's that's the key thing. We got to renovate the core. Once we expand, move the inmates out, and the core the core is what really needs to you know, the work, and um, so that's, that's can we, the numbers. Can we get, uh, set up a tour of, I mean, I know some parts of prison we can't get into, but I've never seen it. Hmm. I'd like to see the detention center. What's the sure. question? Sure. I want to see it, the a detention tour. center. Yeah, we yeah. get a tour, sure, yeah. anytime, yeah. yeah. Rather than breaking a window and getting thrown in a cell, I'm going to figure to get an <laughs> invite instead. It might be an easier We can certainly arrange a tour <laughs> anytime it's convenient. Yeah, for, I, mean, I think anybody who has that, I think that's important for yeah. us to see it as we're yeah. making decisions about it. Sure. Mm -hmm. so, let me ask you a question, Todd, and, and I guess it's, it's, a lot of the mandates were put into the design, and I noticed when they were in here going through it that was brought about was that because we're doing a co-ed detention center, is it cheaper? Because years ago, you used to have women's prisons and men's prisons. Is it cheaper? Because a lot of those co-ed facilities require extra walls and you know guards and all that. Is it cheaper to build a women's and a men's detention center to house the number of occupants for each? In this case, the existing detention center could easily house the number of women we probably have in there um, with some minor reservations and make a men's detention center adjacent to it. Maybe it would be a cheaper proposition. I don't know. I'm just, because of I, all the mandates that they require, it's. I, I really doubt it because you have a common kitchen, visitor rooms, there's a lot of common facility which you would wind up duplicating. I can't answer that formally, but intuitively. Not probably a, not a good idea. <laughs> World War II, it was just barbed wire in a tent, so. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> you got soft, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> extremely. Um, Next is solid waste, and there's just capital equipment and the transfer station. Um, if you guys don't have any questions about that, we can move to the library. Well, you're familiar with the library. Its construction is ongoing. How, how, 
we're on schedule. Yeah. Whether the last time I heard, we were like maybe 10 days behind, so which I, can, I consider that on schedule. So that's nothing. Mm -hmm. And then Kramer Center. Kramer Center got pushed out a year, and those renovations. We're going to put that back in there. Is that what, what's that for? Largely HVAC. All all three of the senior centers are HVAC yeah. retrofits or replacements. I, I mean, I, I'd like to see that. That's we'll talk about, but I, I'd like to see that back in there. Which which one was that, Jim? Just the Kramer, Kramer Center renovation, two hundred thousand for the air conditioning. Senior or canal senior centers, the same thing. So a lot of the rooftop units are at. In fact, I think a few of them are already inoperable. We're going to replace them out of that county facilities fund this year because we can't wait until summer. Texas Roads. Roads is pretty much all equipment for the top three, and then you have uh, asphalt overlays and parking lot overlays. And then the bottom was the uh, parking garage, I guess. Yep, Kent Narrows Parking. And, and that is the engineering? I honestly don't know what that is. That's books, certainly not construction, so it must be right. engineering. Right. And then the sanitary district, which is pretty much the stuff you see every year from the sanitary district as far as the sewer, the uh, subsequent phases for Southern Kent Island, um, and replacement of pumps and what have you. The only unique thing on the water size is, as you know, Perry's Retreat, which is on Perry's Corner Road at the water property, is going to be starting construction very shortly, and we are going to pay their contractor to install water services along Perry Corner Road because they're going to completely repave that road, and we don't want to turn right around and start cutting it. So we're just going to have them, their contractor, will be the sanitary district will pay their contractor to install water services to the, I think it's 39 existing homes along there. You'll put the taps in and leave it at that? Yes. Yeah. One issue, too, is by our county policy, if your well goes dry, you're not allowed to drill a new well. You have to connect, so we would be cutting up our own roads and right. put our own policy. It just no, didn't make any sense to me. I think it's a smart move. Yep. Where are we? Um, that's all. Mm -hmm. uh, let me just jump back one. We had, uh, if you noticed, on the asphalt overlay project, we had uh, 428000 under bonds. And we reduced that down from the original uh, request because there, there were some excess pro bonds proceeds from the 2019 bonds, I believe. Yes, one that's in your million. That's in your book for the regular meeting to transfer those unused, unallocated bonds to the asphalt overlay project Good. that we have so we could keep this lower for next fiscal year. Okay. So that, that'll be in your book for later tonight. So you won't see it as a reduction from the CA budget because it's just being taken care of in this year, this, this current year. year. Gotcha. So, it's $1.4 million, but you'll see the budget. Uh, so that's what be transferred to your project. Uh -huh. And then that's all that's done with the sanitary. And mm -hmm. That's it. And um, just also your question about the parking, the Kent Nares parking, that request page was on 61 and it is the planning. It was what? Planning and design for the Kent Nares parking. 61? Page 61 of your book. With um, land in 23 and construction in 24. Mm -hmm. And that's all for DPW. If you guys have any questions, did you, um, Todd, did you want to talk to me about the American Rescue and see 
if he had any projects that he thought would be good for that as well. Yeah, we, we talked about a couple of those as we went through, but okay. some of the ones that, um, you know, we had talked about last time were the historic courthouse, our public housing projects, uh, the um, uh, potentially for a, uh, the YMCA. I know the sheriff has been looking for potentially a storage building. Um, that was not funded either, so we could potentially look at storage buildings. Uh, detention center, obviously we're, we're short on funding there. We all know that, painfully so. Um, and uh, water and sewer infrastructure, as well as, you know, we all know that we're, um, we're in need of expansion of broadband services and IT services here in the county. So, and, but there is another plan coming, another package coming, it sounds like, through the, uh, through the federal government. And um, so that could be some additional funding for infrastructure as well, specifically. So, uh, but those are the, some of the key projects we had sort of earmarked. Um, in addition to some of the other capital stuff in here, we could look at the, uh, the county facilities plan, the Kramer Center uh, project. Uh, we talked tonight about the uh, um, tracks at the high school, and then, of course, any other Board of Education projects we want to look at. So do we have any indication of the infrastructure side of what's coming out, um, what, what will be encompassed within that? Because, I mean, I'd like to start making some decisions on this stuff, but if there is one that's going to be specific to infrastructure, then we can kind of carve out the water and sewer and broadband as infrastructure mm -hmm. and then concentrate on some of the other ones right now. You know what I mean? If we knew some kind, if we had some kind of a direction as to yeah. what was coming on that infrastructure side. I mean, I know, I know what I consider infrastructure, but that doesn't mean the people in DC consider the same stuff infrastructure. So. It sounds like the, the next package is focused primarily on broadband and water, sewer, roads, bridges, that kind of stuff. But I, I mean, we can do some more research on that. I know we have a, a call scheduled uh, next Wednesday, I believe, on some of these federal programs. We may get some more information from the uh, National Association of Counties as well. We'll be on that call, so we'll continue to, to you know, look at that and, um, and allocate those dollars best as the best we can for the. the, the and how is the money coming in? How is the money coming in through 2024 to, from uh, the feds? Is it coming in what three million a year? Is it coming in? I think big? we're supposed to get a 50% uh, allocation yeah. soon on this American Rescue Plan, and then another 50% uh, in a year or so. But I I don't know exactly the, the so details on that have been pretty much probably this year to 4.5 this year, give or take. Yes, our allocation is about eight point or nine point eight million, I believe it was. Okay. Yeah. For for Queen Anne's County. Yeah. Okay. Government. Yeah. Okay. That's all we have for DPW. Thank you. Thank you very much. Any other questions for Public Works while they're all here? Thank you. All right. Okay. Good. Did you ever make a, I used to call it a wish list? Off of what? Uh, well, for instance, what he's talking about with that $9.8 million, if, what's the, what's the one thing DPW slash sanitary slash whatever Road. that's under your control truly needs that will always get bumped on a budget cycle, but sooner or later we're going to have to do it. I don't know. I know one time we talked about hooking Graysonville to Stevensville with water and you know, I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, then I know you mentioned that some of that piping is just to... My emphasis would be on replacing bad pipe. 
and ups, upgrading it as well, ups, upsizing it. I mean, Force I, means I'd rather, in other words, I'd rather spend the money maintaining what I have rather than putting new pipe in the ground. Would okay. be. But I have not seen any fine print on what the what we're allowed to do with the money at right. all. But just with that being said, what's a mile of pipe? A guesstimate. A, you, a million a mile. A million a mile. Okay. You know, most you've got you've probably got what three or four miles cutting through from from uh, the Narrows going west. Is that where most of your problem is, or is it? No, I mean as far as the force main, uh, there's like four or five sections of or four or five areas that re repeatedly leak. And as we've talked before, it's so frustrating because a pipe five foot away is brand new. But for whatever reason, the corrosion picked that point, and you get a penhole leak. Yeah, penhole leak, shouldn't use that term. You get a leak in it, and you cut it up, you cut that one five foot section of pipe out, and the rest of the pipe's great. So you just don't know. So basically, you're in a situation, you just got to replace all the pipe, even though you know damn right well 95% of it's a good. Uh -huh. I mean, you have some sections you know are bad, but just it's. So. I would probably concentrate on the pipes nearest tidal water just because if they start to leak, it's more of an impact. What's a typical repair on it cost now? I'm sorry? The typical five-foot repair, what's it typically cost to repair that? Five-foot? Yeah, when you're, yeah. you're going in and making a patch or whatever. 10000 maybe. Because yeah. okay. you've got to bypass the flow, which means you've got to rent trucks. And then you've got to have trucks at the hole, you've got to have trucks at the collection station. So you just, half your money is renting trucks to bypass the flow. Gotcha. And the other half is the actual work. I mean, I, I remember the time I was down there with you, and that when they were drilling, checking for the electrical poles, and they cut your line. That was a little My different. God, that was one truck after the other coming in there. That was an eighty thousand dollar repair. <laughs> that was a geyser. That was a big pipe. Yeah. <laughs> man, that thing sucks up rocks, small children, everything. Man, <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. Alan, is that? Difference in manufacture, or what is why does sections of that break down? It's just as far as I can tell, a piece of pipe, metal pipe, is much like your skin. If something nicks it, it gets infected. One of those cases, corrosion, and then it just eventually eats through. And see, almost all of ours are corroding from the outside in, which is not what you typically would see for a duct iron pipe. Typically, you have out, in, inside out because oh, you yeah. get trapped gases that goes turned to sulfuric acid. We don't. Have, we had that problem on Postal Road while we replaced that whole section of pipe. But that's the only place we ever had in, inside out corrosion. While we had the, the last force main break we had not long ago, they had drilled the power line under Chester River Beach and, and nicked the top of the pipe. And, and it's not like there's not any coating on the pipe. It's just, I mean, there's some kind of a coating, but it nicked that pipe. And it took three or four years, but once that corrosion started, it just, and that spot, it just eats through. It's a matter of time. Right. So all that pipe you're talking about is metal that's in there. Yeah, it's all ductile iron. That's oh, the problem. I didn't know that. No. Which ductile iron should last hundreds of years, but right. air soils are just not conducive to, to yeah. iron. Mm. So it's trauma, not genes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they don't use mill wrap on any of that kind of stuff. Maybe. That's a big debate. Yeah, the ones, the ones that we're having trouble with now all had polyethylene wrap, but you talk to some corrosion experts and they say that's the worst thing you can do. You talk really? to the duct iron people, they say, no, you've got to do it, but you've got to do it right. Well, it's hard to do that with a 400 pound section of pipe and you've got men trying to wrap plastic around. It's just, right. it's just, I'm all for plastic, mm -hmm. personally. Yeah. yeah. Corrosion gets taken out of the mix at that point. I mean, you can still leak if you get hit, but at least you don't have to worry right. about corrosion. Right. 
Yeah, at least you know where it is then. When you hit it, you know you hit it. Corrosion you can't see under the ground, so. So this is the, the last department we had to see, right? It is. Correct. And when does our commissioner's meeting start? 5.30. 5.30. 5.30? All right. Yeah. Well, then we can we start to, to tackle some of these. We can, yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. I think uh, I see. Well, we had the town. Uh, we were going to talk about tax offset at 5:15, but I see uh, okay. uh, Councilman McCluskey's here. Uh -huh. I don't know if he's ready. We can do him next. If he's, he's ready, ready or we can we can do uh, yeah, let's other do decisions. That. Um, so that's up that. to the he's here, right? Hey Tim, are you waiting for anybody else? Or are you all you solo? Yeah, I think everybody's actually coming. There you go. So okay. All right. Later. So we'll, let's all start right. working through it. Wait a minute. Now, what happened? to Less is more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. So we can uh, we can tackle the. You want to look at the enhancements? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think. Thanks, that, Alan. Yeah. Yep. Thank Thanks, Thank Alan. You. Guys. All right. Thanks a lot. So I, I guess the, our commission president. Yep. I guess what I'd suggest is each person go through with any enhancements they either want to remove or or add, and we'll compile a list and then we'll be we'll go from there. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Yep. So wherever you want to start. Where do you want to start? Okay, I'll start. Go for it. I'll go first. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, uh, bear with me one second. Okay. Trying to pull up our now are the enhancements. enhancements. Are they in this tab? Two? Yes, it's, I believe page six. Mm, tab one. Yeah. Is that the original? Is that the original one you had us in book one? Is it just a repeat? It should be in this one six. too. Yeah. yeah. Six. Just, to get yeah. One, page, right? page six. In your tab. In your the page third, six. Third binder. Page six. And again, the uh, the vehicle enhancements are. The, um, the green positions are the beige, and then the operational enhancements, which are included, the, the ones that are highlighted are uh, operational. They're in the, in the blue color. So, okay. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll go first because it's a short list. Uh, I just said aging. I want to. I'd like to see us add back in the northern bus uh, driver and the northern fuel and repairs for what? That's what eighty-seven thousand seven hundred and change. And then um, same page, page six, bottom one, uh, landscape beautification. And Bruce, can you pull those pictures up? Are you able to? Uh, I can, but I have to get out of her presentation. That's okay. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Give me one second. All right. Just, you know, and while he's doing that, uh, the only other question I had was in uh, page seven for the sheriff. I know he talked about a storage building. What did we ever decide? Are we not going to fund that? I mean, it's not funded in here, uh, 5K a month. So I, I just didn't know. I'm, I'm just asking everybody else what, what to deal with that, because I can't remember how we left it when he came now, in. I don't think we came to it. We didn't make any decisions okay. prior. I did not fund that because okay. we were talking about potentially uh, this was for rental. We right. wanted to rent a, a new building that was going to be built near his um, headquarters. Uh -huh. And uh, so I thought it potentially could be a, a project for our recovery plan fund. Right. Okay. So you'll put it on that list? Yes, okay. it is on that list. Well, okay. what, what I'd like to do is let's do the legwork now, find out, A, can we get the land, and, all, and then come back once we have some answers on that stuff, to, to, which way we can move forward. But that was, the land. you were planning the building, we were going to build the building and put it on one of our pieces of property, we were going to pay. I, I had not um, even thought about the idea of trying to purchase the property, you know, behind. Adjacent. The that makes more we sense. We certainly could look right. at that as another option, and, or we could look at another site out at, uh, at the 312 Safety Drive yard and build another. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So I, I think that's probably better. Yeah, if, that's, if this deal goes through and gets on recovery, Ashley's building the building and, and 
sheriff rents it, but there's only a one-term, no, one-year lease or short-term lease. So if, you, if we run dry, drop it. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. all. I'm just. Yeah. You know, if he needs storage, I, I get it. He amasses a lot of toys, oh, and he's got to put them somewhere. Bell Boardman. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, that's all. So, so those are really the, the only things I had, and, and I didn't look at anything to reduce or, re, you know, reduction-wise. Uh, that was the only thing, and I think he's almost got us. Waiting on the Internet. Waiting on the Internet. No, not here. Uh, I had a question. <clears throat> Under parks, we've got a part-time increase, additional park attendance. Um... They're part-time. Mm -hmm. Is that so? Is that the same as treating them as contractual, or they're 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 not contractual? They're they're well, they're part-time. They're se seasonal. Seasonal. So they're these seasonal. Are, these are the individuals that we would uh, terrapin for the beaches, right? Yeah, for the beaches and our nature preserve areas to monitor and manage. Right, right. Those on the weekends, monitor. Yeah, they did a great job last year. Yeah. My, my, so, so that salary is. That thirty-one thousand eight twenty-four. That's for how many? That was um, in your. When did Parks come in? Your second binder. Yeah, I didn't bring. I, I don't think that's per person. I think that might it's be. Not total. It's, it's I think it's based on the number of hours. Yeah. And. Yeah, it's based on the scheduled shifts that they're going to run. We had enough funding um, in this current um, part-time allotment because we didn't do much recreation this year to cover us through June 30th. Mm -hmm. So we're doing that with, with those uh, allocated funds. So this is really for, for, for July 1st to I think October. Mm -hmm. And the schedule is uh, um, Saturday, Sunday, and then Mondays if it's a holiday. Right. So you're talking about, you know, a uh, probably a 12 hour shift for two guys at each location. So I think it was six people. So, but it says here plus benefits. What benefits? It's taxes, health. Not, not health benefits because no. they're part-time. It's taxes, social security, yeah. FICA. Okay. Yeah. This is okay. the commissioner's garden. That was two attendants for 12 hour shifts per location, 24 hours times three locations is 72 hours of staff needed per day. Right. Okay. $13 an hour, $936 per day. Right. He took that on the way in, right? Yeah. That too. So, you know, getting back to the landscape beautification, we've been talking about this for years, <laughs> you know, uh, for, for our, our, you know, our high schools, uh, this building, Vincent building, you know, some of our key points where in the county where people see it, our, our courthouse, you know, as we can see our courthouse, our brand new courthouse when it was done is absolutely beautiful. And I'm, I'm sure it still is right now, but, you know, go back to that last picture. So here's, here's the, the flowers that were growing out back now, and it's just you know again, I I I don't say this to, because uh, our agencies aren't doing it. It's just I don't think that it's it's a specialty. It's a specialty. I think it needs to be handled by a landscape contractor. That you have measurable results, and you have someone you know you're not going to get paid if the job isn't getting done and, and getting done satisfactory. So when you flip the next page, the next picture, this is the brand new Vincent building. It's two years old and. It's the, the clarity isn't there because I didn't, you know, the resolution, but that isn't grass. That's all weeds. That's that's beds that the trees are dying. Hit the next one. That's to me. Yeah. So, I mean, this is all the way around the building. You know, it's just. And that's the same thing at, at all, our, all our schools, yeah. our high school entrances. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's just. <clears throat> right. So, I mean, this is the entrance. I mean, you know, the contact with Queen Anne's County, when someone comes here, for instance, 
possibly to bring a business or whatever. Their first contact is this building, Vincent. Go in to find out the hows and the whats, and, and this is what they walk in, hit it again. I mean, you know, dead bushes. I mean, these are all different. You know, I walked around the building and just took pictures. One more time. That's the main entrance yeah. coming in. Well, there's one more. Yeah, the, yeah, these are. So these two bushes have been dead for two years. I've got this picture last year, too. So, and, and that's what I mean. I mean, if, if we had, you know, what I'd like to see is we do a pilot. Let's just pick maybe the Vincent building. Somebody to weed, feed, fertilize it, take out the dead, dress the, you know, the shrubs, and come and do that possibly six times, eight times a year, whatever the case may be, you know, and, and see if we get some measurable results. Can I say? Yes, sir. Does anybody disagree? No. No. Okay. You won the case. Okay. That's it. There you go. All right. Steve, don't Thanks take that away from him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was almost like the bridge. The whole yeah. presentation, take it all away from him. I have to tell, have to tell you that, that bushes and bridges, that's Jim. <laughs> Tammy has been complaining about the entrance to Kent Island High School for years. Well, like I said, a year and a half ago when, when I did the, the first tour, taking pictures then, you know, I noticed that the, all along the curbs, everything was dead. And I said, well, what are we trimming with? And they said, Roundup. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that ain't getting it done. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see us do, you know, and I, I talked to a couple of landscapers and they said, we'd be loving, you know, happy to give you a, a plan and, and a price to it and see what it does. And, you have the measurables right there. There's the picture, so. Landscaping, you keep it up or you just rip yeah. it out, you know. So that's all I had for uh, enhancements when it comes to positions. Haven't talked about that Kohler or that paper performance. We'll get to that. The, the only one I have is the, uh, to, I'd like to see the testing, the hoses and the ladders come back in for the volunteer fire departments because that's an expense thing. Where is that, Jack? What page? That's on page seven. Um, Well, if we do the FEC, that circumnavigation. Well, no, that'll take care of the other issue they have. Okay. Yeah. That so you said one uh, of the 37,500, that takes care of testing all the hoses. Does anybody have problems with that? Nope. Right? Nope. 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 Okay. So put that back in there. That's all you have? That's it. Anybody else got anything? Hey, yeah. I'm hoping well, yours might be a long one. What? Yours might be a long one. <laughs> hey. Bill, do you have anything? Uh, I just, uh, another question. The a vehicle replacement for planning and zoning? Yes. Um, and then associate planner. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know that they're challenged over there as far as staff. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, with these enhancements when it comes to staffing levels, um, I, I think we need to really take a close look at planning and zoning, IT, um, and again, DES. Um, I think we could probably be a little more critical of D DES than, than IT. Um, so I would just like us to consider um, those staffing numbers for IT to get, you know, As Megan, in was, Megan was very careful to, to just be happy with the, you know, the one that she was requesting. I, I still don't think one covers it, but. So you want Todd to revisit those departments and make sure that's gonna get yeah. Get us where we need to be. And we talked about this last week. You mm -hmm. know, with, with the, the advancements um, with DES getting uh, next gen, mm -hmm. um, the the new software that they're using at um, planning and zoning to make the whole permit process easier. It just seems like Jason and the crew and Megan, they just keep every single department's pulling them in different directions. And mm -hmm. and so I know they're always we've they've always been conditioned to be very careful about what they ask for staffing. 
So I would just like you to take a look at. Certainly. And in fact, go to, like Jim just said, go to those department <coughs> heads and say, hey, you know, the commissioners are concerned, you know, about a couple departments and staffing numbers, and, and is this going to cut it for you? I.e., we have an expectation. We don't want you to say you can't do it because you don't have the people. Right, especially on the permitting side. We've, I mean, we've. It's like those expectations we set for Parks it's and Rec with yeah. equipment and the staffing right. and stuff right. that we bought for them. And you can already see a big difference right. in, 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 yeah. in the return on our investment. And, and I think we, we just really need to take a look at IT for sure, planning and zoning. And um, we, we want this process of, of, to be smoother in every one of those departments. And, and I think staffing obviously is the one that makes that happen. So if you just revisit that part. We will. Thank Absolutely. You. And with the establishment of the IT department, I would think that there's going to be some transition there that you may have to come back for some additional staffing anyway there once will you be, find yeah. out the needs, right? The, the idea would be to get a, a right. the leadership position right. solidified and then we can look at it much deeper. But we're going to do that sooner than later, though, right? Absolutely. Our, okay. our, product, our product is a service to the taxpayer. It is. It's it a is. service. Mm -hmm. That's what we're providing. That's what we're selling. So let's give them good service. Good. <clears throat> we'll do. Mr. Wilson. You know what I'm pitching for. <laughs> the question is, do you Hold want on, to hear the let me, let me get to that right page. Page six. Let me get to that page. Yes, that's right. Okay. There we go. Fire away. So. Uh, you've heard me run this one at you before, but uh, the EMTs and uh, and the uh, dispatch guy, I just, this is the stuff you do first, and then you fit the rest of the budget to it. To me, we were, I've seen so many times this year when we're running short on ambulances, the call volume's up. Uh, I look at the numbers of, for instance, of the uh, imminent death, which is the bottom of your list. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, twos and threes, I saw an 11 a week ago. The pace of the game is moving up. And this is a department in the government that you, you can get behind on parks, you can get behind on landscaping, you don't get behind on policing, and you don't get behind on ambulances, because if somebody calls for one, so, I really feel it's important for this government to see the priority of this and, and fund those positions. It's about 150, I think, for those three, not counting the, the grants person that pays for themselves. But we really need to do the, it's 85, isn't it, and 60, it's something like that. I'm sorry, for which ones? For the uh, for the EMTs and the uh, and the dispatch. So right, so right now, just so. We're at 84. Yeah, so right, right now there's, you know, the request was for four EMTs and in the so county administrators we have two. We have two and I'm saying let's go. And then there's an office coordinator which is. That's the grants lady and she she moved out. But no I understand I'm just I'm trying to bring everybody that yeah. doesn't know what we're talking about on TV. Yeah. So we're talking about one uh, admin office coordinator that is not funded right now. One support services network engineer which is funded. Right. And then three communications dispatchers and out of the three, only one is funded. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's Pitching. seven. There's nine positions, and four positions are funded. Right. And I'm okay. saying. But they have one vacancy in the dispatcher side as well right now. I'm looking at that's, the vacancies list. Yeah, so. that's the one we're trying mm -hmm. to get filled. No, 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 no. Oh. No, no. There, there's one vacancy now, and then and they oh. want another additional one. So, right. right now, you have a vacancy that's not right. filled, which right. could be part of the gap. Right. My those, point, that's all. Let me just say about those jobs. Training somebody for dispatch, $45,000.
and then six months of probation with somebody sitting on you, and then they get hired away. And so we, we really have to keep our staff up or we can't get this done. So that's, well, that's the pitch. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. uh, I'm in favor of the office coordinator because yeah. they do write a lot. You know, I mean, that's like that Kathy money. Willis once came in, the, you know, that's the grant writer. That's the one that brings you money, not, you Doesn't know. Cost you money. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I could support that to get them, you know, that would put them up to five positions, but that's, they can that's come back. for you. Okay. Yeah, they can come back next year for more. I mean, I, I, you, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I think that gets them across the, the finish line. He's, he's taking my Grinch costume away from me. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you take out, you took, I'm sorry. Um, animal control animal supervisor. control supervisor, you took that out. I don't even see it in there. I don't see it in here. That was not a, um, a new position. That was somebody they wanted to just change their title, do a Promote promotion oh, of oh, somebody with. their department. They made it sound like it was department. a new position. They made it sound like it was a new position. Yeah. Oh, it's a new um, position title, but they, it's for an pay existing, existing <laughs> person. Is the pay the same? I, I doubt um, it. Negative. Yeah. It'll be the same as the chief. Sound like a new position, then. So that's an enhancement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and, and you, you create a supervisor's position. Now you got to bring in another animal control officer. Right. Because, of course. Because they're supervising. They're not... So anyway. So you guys good with an office coordinator? I'm yes, good sir. with an office coordinator. You good? The question okay. is, are you good with the EMTs or not? I'm good with I'm good with one more EMT because I, I do know that the staffing problems up north, it, it, it can be a headache up there. So I'm good with getting one more EMT and so personally. EMTs three, you mean? So you're only I would take it to three, yeah, right now. And, just because of some of the conversations I've had with them. What so. about what about the uh, dispatch person? Well that's why I say Stevie, I wanna I'd rather talk to Scott first because, like I said, we have a vacancy there that's not been filled, and I'm looking at it's been vacant for a while, and I get the whole. Right. If, but if we get that person in the hopper, even if we add one right now, they're like you're saying they're not going to be me, in the hopper till. Let me ask. Let me long. ask the question then, though. If it turns out that that doesn't cover the thing, have we now closed the door on this deal because we're at, we've finished up on the book? I want to know. Well, it goes yeah, but we have one I more. Mean, we have one more bite at the apple after the hearings and all. So yeah, and we can I always mean, add positions mid-year. I mean, we're as you know, we're renovating the 911 center out at uh, Communications Drive. They'll be moving back out hopefully by the end of this fiscal year, and uh, we could certainly revisit positions, you know, again anytime in the budget process. I mean, after the budget process or during the budget process. So it's it's really uh, um, something we can always revisit. Yeah, I do know that Scott said has told so me. They need a certain number of people per shift at the My dispatch center. My away, Mr. Dumal, sir. I, I, I agree with you, Stevie. But I'm sorry, what? Are you, where are you on this on the body count here, my boy? Well, you know, I, I, I want to throw one more. I <laughs> mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I was on the spending affordability committee many, many moons ago. You know, when Mr. Chu was here, and you know, we we cut a lot out of out of um, DES and everybody else to, to get us where we needed to be, then hit it with the tax hike uh, to make that. And if just right now, the way it's written, if we add one more EMS, EMT, and we add the office coordinator, that's going to put six new positions in emergency services. That's going to push the DES employees, I'm not talking about part-times, just DES employees to roughly, excuse me, roughly 86 DES employees, okay? So that, that number is gonna, from in, in basically five years, that number's grown by 15 bodies. 
And you know, that's, that's significant. That's significant. So, and I, and I know we're doing more. We added another station up in Church Hill, you know, and that, that adds to the numbers. But, you know, that's, I think six is good. I mean, I, I, I'd have a little, I, I get a little uh, cautious right. after that. Right. So, yeah. so, so if I'm understanding this correctly, and, and I apologize if you have to re repeat yourself, Jack. They were requesting three dispatchers. Yep, Correct. one of those three is actually a vacancy. No, that's, a, that's on top of it. Right now they have a vacancy before they ever. So, so actually they need four. Well, they need vacancy. to fill the vacancy and they want three on top Correct. of that. That's right. Yes, yes yep. but they right. need funding for three. Right, right. Need funding. Yeah. we funded one right now. Right. Yeah, I, I would be willing to push that dispatch to two, would just be my suggestion. Where are we? Instead of, instead of, instead of the one, push it to two. That on EMTs, dispatchers. So they're requesting three. They're requesting three. I guess right now we're at three three EMTs, one additional office coordinator, one support services network engineer, and we are considering two, three, four, five locations. Public safety. Yeah. So that that takes so. Jim's. That just adds one one full time to Jim's number. The seven. Six. Yeah. It makes so taking it to seven. Best I'm going to get out of you. And that takes them to five years. I mean, that's that's a substantial growth. It and again, is, as Todd had mentioned moments ago, if we you, look what, back at, at getting that vacancies filled and then bringing in those people that we've approved, and we realize that those those additions still aren't adequate enough, we can always make the change. I think when you're looking at the growth of emergency services, it's not. How many positions has it grown over the years? That's what's the demand that we're meeting. Exactly. That's, that's well, I can tell you our, our, our population hasn't grown more than 10,000 in. Yeah, but medical use. Look at look at the amount of hits per person compared to what it was. The aging population. You get in that 75 bracket, and your calls go like that. Yeah, our aging population you is move, certainly going you to move increase. Move something in. You okay. move something okay. in like four seasons. You wind up with literally two calls a day out of that alone, and which requires an entire ambulance company to do it, to pull two calls a day, because average time turnaround is, is uh, three hours. I mean, it's, I'm just telling you, if you're gonna, this county has had an absolutely first-class EMT operation, and I'd like to see it stay like that, and I think you would. I, 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 don't, think we're, I don't think we're decimating it. You're no, not, not at all. The question no. is, are you, polishing it well I think it shines pretty good already I think right. at the staffing levels that we're talking about I think I think we can maintain where we are yeah. uh, I, I think what was originally budgeted I think is short but I think if we add add the EMT and add another dispatcher um, I think well, that we, thing, we, it at least gets us close. And like I said, Find out what uh, the somebody, somebody's got to be the devil's advocate. I don't mind that spot. So, but I'm just saying, you know, we two years ago, three years ago, we added Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. So we, when we added Churchill, we added four more. And then we had all the part-timers last year that, we, you know, was the struggle to keep those part-timers. So we said, let's get rid of, I think it was eight part-timers and go to four more full-timers. Full yeah. So we added four more full-timers and here it is, we're adding four more full-timers. Right. No, I don't you think, know. we actually didn't, it didn't get done last year, correct? Right. Yeah, it didn't get done last year, Jim. We never converted the part-timers last year. That's why it's back on here. 
That no, never got done. No, it got done. No, it got cut last year. We had we to cut that. Stay with the part-timers last year because right. we didn't do any new positions last year because of the right. because of the COVID. Well, if that's the case, I would I support that. But if it's not, I I, I got a different yeah. view of that. I'd like to really ask that question before, because <laughs> yes, the year before it was done. In oh, 20. okay. Well, then it was done. In That's FY20. 20. Mm -hmm. Well, then I got the wrong year. But as I'm saying, it was 21 done. 21 was the so, second part. Excuse me. You're not imagining things. Right. I'm not imagining things. <laughs> yeah, 20 was the first part. 21 was going to be the second part. So Brittany's right. So then now we're back here. Yes, it did happen in 20. It did happen in 20. So it did happen. You're right. That's what I'm saying. We hired four new, and then we took those part-timers. The following year, so it was 19 that we did that. Yeah. So that's all. So I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, again, you know, I, mm -hmm. I'm just being cautious. I'm not, you know, I'm fine with it. If you guys want to go, that, that, but somebody's got to say that. So I don't mind being that guy. So again, so where do we sit? So we, we have got, six positions. Right I was now good with the EMT and the coordinator. Okay, I, I, mean, I agree with the CV, but I think we're not we're not going to get quite that far. It's going to be something we're going to have to revisit. Right. So we're, you're good, it, but, you're good with an EMT and a coordinator too. Yeah. And a dispatcher? I would go with another EMT. You want to add a dispatcher? Those, those three got it then. Those three are with a dispatcher, an EMT, and a coordinator. So it's three. So They're good. You're good with an EMT? I'm, I'm good with giving them both the EMTs, but I, we're not going to get that far for them. That's well, what I'm trying to tell them. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, you got that, Brittany? So we're going to have one EMT, one, one, office. one office coordinator, well, and one Three dispatcher. total. To your three, budget. Three total. Yeah. To, to your to your suggested budget. Four to seven. Okay. Yep. Got it. So instead of four, three. Yeah, seven. That's put the office coordinator in that wasn't there. Yep. That's five fifteen. And then and then two dispatchers instead of one. Well, seven. Seven. Okay. okay. Good. All right. I just want to say thank you, gentlemen, for consideration. No worries. <laughs> All right. You're the last one, Chris. You got anything? I'm good. You're good. We did enough there. And you got so a full house wanna, behind you. So how do you want to handle that? Do you want to? We will make these move things around, changes, and present that yeah. back to the commissioners uh, for next next meeting, and that okay. will be your county commissioner's budget. We have some more decisions to make, so well, we got to get it out before that. But right? we, uh, right. so we still got to do capital. Yes, we still got to do capital, and it's yeah. We out. can. Uh, I, I see Centerville's here, so we can yep. we can break here. Jump to Centerville. This is a good point. We can go there, and then we can finish up after our regular meeting. Sounds good. Sound good. All right. One. One additional EMT. You're gonna stay here. Oh, I might walk that. Yeah. Okay. Brittany, did you ever make that new? Let's take a break. No, we're gonna move on to the yes. uh, tax. You made a new one. Do you have one? What's that? Stay the new one. Do I need? Do I have copies? Yes. No, I don't have copies. I can make copies. Yeah. Five minutes. Just so we, so all the commissioners can have them. Yeah, yeah, but we can do this right away. Yeah, we'll do this, but then how just give them a five. I'm good. How are you? Um, I didn't bring my Brittany. I didn't yeah. bring my copy. We knew that. She's gonna go make. Which one? Uh, the uh, um, offset. Okay, I'm gonna go make some copies. Okay. Four. It's tab four, I think. At the tab four, yeah. Yeah, tab, tab four, four is the uh, yeah. tax offset. Okay. Yes. That's all I needed. You don't have to make copies. That's good. I got it. I just this copy you're making is different, Brittany. Yes. Yeah. You just leave this yeah. Okay. Well, well if it's in your way, you just push no, no. it out of the way. I will throw it in the shredder. Reminiscing about that uh, affordability task force that we were. Oh on. yeah, yeah. You remember, remember that? Yeah. 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 We're short. Hacking and slashing. Yeah. 
She's right, going to go. Uh, we wanted to talk about the tax offset, uh, I believe, this evening with the town of Centerville here. They're here yep. to represent. Uh, and they, there, there is a memo that they supplied to us in your regular meeting book. I think it's item number 12 under tab 3, if you want to refer to that. Uh, but that is, uh, they sent that on April 7th, and they were requesting a payout of the, uh, the offset this year, which is... Um, uh, not what we have traditionally done over the past several years with the uh, the tax differential with the town Is it tab three? Yeah, tab, okay. three, tab, tab three, page tw uh, item, item 12. Item 12 in the, book. In the uh, commissioner yeah. book. Mm -hmm. Mean book. Pull that out before you stay here. Wow, right. Yeah. Not in the right. This is not the right book for the tab three. I'm sorry, what tab? I mean, what, what page? Three, and then it's item 12. Page 31. 31. 31. Yeah. Okay. 31. Yes, page, page number 31. Gotcha. Okay. That's, That's just for reference. And then uh, in your budget book, the tab number four, there's a, a spreadsheet that shows the, uh, the, the differentials for all the municipalities, including the town of Centerville. So. All right, who's got questions? I'm waiting for her to come in with some ah, papers gotcha. for you. She's copying some papers. Chris. Yes. Did you have fun yesterday? Yes, I did. It was, Wasn't uh, that exciting? It was really nice. They, uh, they all did a really great job. They did. We should be proud of our county teachers. Chris and I got to uh, interview the five finalists for Teacher of the Year yesterday. Oh, excellent, excellent. They're outstanding. So what is this, what is this building? That's out at the spray field. It's what? Out at the spray field irrigation. It's a the one you showed storage, me. storage site. Four, four or five years ago? Yep. Doesn't appear to be storing much right now. It is. You wouldn't want to be under it for very long. Uh, it's something for them. What's it used for? It should be used Bring for storage. storage. Uh, but it's not really used for anything now because we don't want to keep anything under it. It's protect some of the equipment that we need. And, and it would be take, it, the, uh, take that equipment out of our current, uh, if I'm correct, uh, so this is Steve, a, yeah, out of okay. uh, our current maintenance operations gotcha. building, gonna, which would then free up for other things. It's uh, give one time too. So. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a, let's just say there's a lot of things we're going to do that in the end will save costs. I'm not the one that's going to ask you about the things you're going to do. No, I can no, just tell I'm you, I'm, just, not, I'm, I'm not that guy here tonight, you so. You're fine. You. I know. I'm, I'm just saying I'm, there is cost saving in some of these hey, uh, items. Do we know <clears throat> some of that additional federal money that we think could be coming? Is that going to be for towns also? Yeah. Right. We are talking earlier about additional maybe infrastructure money for broadband and stuff. Is that going to be just the counties or also towns? Do, you, do we know? I believe it's, uh, I think it's for well. both, yeah. If you don't know? know? It could be for any, it's any the town as well. water sewer operator. No, not the current one. There's another. Yeah, it yeah. could be for the town as well. Yeah. All right, so commissioners, what you have in front of you is a an adjusted tax offset. It's for discussion. 
And the reason I, you know, we asked the town of Centerville to come, this is a, not one that you have in front of you. Uh, you know, for years, uh, Jim, before I, you go, this is the same one I have in my book. Not the totals. Yeah. Not Brittany, the one you just gave him? Yeah, I believe the FY22 increase has been adjusted. This? this is an increase here? Yes. Okay. So this, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I got so you. Yeah, so I'm saying, so when, when you, when you look you. at it, commissioners. I see it. I see it. Yeah, so, and then there's estimated ones go, moving out to FY26. Gotcha. So, you know, just to give everybody a little history, uh, Commissioner Dunmeyer was the one that, that championed this cause. Uh, and back and he started, I think, all the way back in 2012 or 13. And when I came on with him in 13, you know, I, I went along on the very first one when we did the offsets. And, you know, so the, the public that can't see this, I mean, Centerville you, started, I think, at like 168 or $170,000, which was, I think, that back then it was just a check. We didn't even do the, the offset with what is, what is duplicated services and what is not. Uh, and, and then we got into that. And as we got into that, uh, I can remember Jim Beecham and Smokey, when we had the meetings, would say, you know, we, we, we get to a number, the number's not where we want it to be, but then the finance officer gave it what he called a haircut. Remember that, Tim? He, he would call it a haircut where, where another reduction would go in there. So, you know, over the years, we've gotten to this number, and, and it's slow, you know, it, 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 it grew, I think, relatively quickly. You went from 415 to 677, and now your, your, your ask, I believe, is, is uh, a little over 18 cents, uh, which equates out to about a, a million dollars. And the, naturally, you know, the county doesn't agree with you. So, you know, the, the, the county uh, feels that that number, is, some of those duplications aren't actually duplications, or if they are, that's because you wish them to be a duplication, not necessarily that they are duplication. And we can have that banter back and forth. We understand that. What I'd like to see happen is us to get to a number, and, and that's what I've, I've done here, and I'm, I'm proposing it to the commissioners, get to a number across the board so that we don't have to do this every year, maybe once every five years. Something to where, you know, maybe we put, and Todd's going to- plan it better. Yeah, and Todd's going to shoot me about this, but we put in a, an escalator every year, uh, you know, possibly a 2% escalator every year so that, you know, all the towns know what's coming. All the towns, you're, you're held harmless. We, we've, we've always held anybody harmless if things went in the wrong direction. We would stand up and, and, and take that, but so anyway, so getting to that, you know, what what I'd like to see happen is we, you know, right now we're saying 11.76. I'd like to put that at 13 cents. That would be my suggestion, and we put the numbers in there, and and, and what that projects out at 13 uh, cents, Brittany, where are you at? At 13 cents, what is that? What the uh, 762? 762.469. Yeah. yeah, right. So. And if you look at that, you know, to the commissioners, uh, the 2% escalator in FY26 uh, puts them to $825,000. So, you know, this is, and then at that time, you know, again, and I'm, I'm, I'm having this for discussion, you know, the, the ordinance says, follow this, you know, do this as far as duplication. Nothing's changing every year. The only thing that's changing is, Naturally, you, you want to get more money, and naturally, we want to say, no, that's enough, and that, we're at a stalemate. So to me, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather reach out with the olive branch and say, look, you know, you know we're at 11.76. I'd rather go to 13 and tell you every year it's going to be 2% more, and in five years, if you come back with an, a, an argument that, you know, or four years, whatever the case may be, that, that is measurable, then we could adjust that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing that up discussion. You're the biggest... You know, you're the, the county seat, and that's why you know, I'd like you here to hear this. 
and and to interject what I, I know what you want, I'm, but it's just not going to be that's not going to happen right now. What's on the table is is eleven seven six, and what I'm proposing is thirteen, and this is a cost. Uh, Brittany, what was the difference? Uh, right, so almost a hundred thousand dollars difference from the eleven point seven six to this process, and this process is not only for the town of Centerville. It was for Barclay, Centerville, everybody. Everybody would, you know, we basically rounded up to the to the higher number. Uh, yours was the largest uh, jump, and 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 is the largest number. So, you know, that's and you can see Port Temp. I don't want to say Port Templeville, but Templeville putting them at a thousand. Even in four years, it's only a thousand eighty-two. So I mean, you know, again, it's, you know, this is this is what we're trying. We 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 hear you. We understand you know, you know your struggles. I mean, but you're going to get CARES money like we're going to get CARES money, and and you know I'm, we are trying. There's some other things that will come to fruition sooner or later that hopefully will help your bottom line too in, in property taxes. And so we'll see how that goes. But this is what I have right now, and I'm open for discussion. Anybody doesn't want to do it, thinks we stick it where it is, or. Any comments so, from you guys? I, I'm trying to remember back to when we did this. Mm -hmm. um, what, what was the number that they came to that they wanted to get to originally? Was it 13? No. Well, that's I, I, you know what happened in some of these meetings. Yes, no, but but no. I think it, it started at somewhere around six. Tim, what was it? When, 16, 16 in a, in a shake or something. And we got it. You know, we got it up in around 11, and it hovered around 11 plus or minus and. And that's what I mean. And I think that you know we've always said you know let's climb it up to 13 and get it there. So, you know that's why I put 13. I mean that was a number that in the past worked, uh, and I'm hoping it'll work now. But you know again, you know you're you're sitting at so Brittany, since you're better with numbers, this the 13 goes to 762.469. Yep. And what was it at 11.76? Six seventy eight nine oh nine. Thank you. There you go. So, yeah. So you know that's that's why we asked you here. You know we'd like to see if, if this is something we could work out. And and I'm no, I'm sure that not everybody here is happy about it. But I think that it's 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 fair and it's balanced. And it moving forward, everybody knows and can budget now what's going to go on because this is a two part piece. We have this piece, and then I think we're going to have a discussion on who gets the money. Who gets the money? Right. So I think that's the second half of this. So. So, so Go ahead. Just, I'm, I'm not okay with the 13 cents. Again, my argument's for the later argument. But okay. to, the, to that end, these for, especially for the newer council people, these numbers were developed, and, and I remember it was pretty exhausting to do. The numbers were developed based on the county budget. So the percentage of the county budget that was taken up by whatever that department was was the percentage that was developed of the budget that could be done on the offset, okay? So if our sheriff's department was 15% of the budget, your police department becomes 15% of that amount given out, okay? The problem with that, and I always had a problem with that because you guys could burgeon those departments beyond what the county's percentage is. Say the county grows our DPW because we add 300 miles of roads we gotta take care of. That doesn't mean the town of Centerville added 300 miles of roads to take care of. But you would benefit because that budget number would become a greater percentage of the county budget. So I always had a problem with that. That's where the haircut came mm -hmm. in right. because there was that difference between, you know, countywide versus town of Centerville, town of Barclay, town of Southersville. 
Um, and so that's why some of those numbers may seem skewed to you, but that's where they were developed off of was the overall budget of the county and the percentage of the county that those departments took mm -hmm. up. So I'm okay with the 13 cents, honestly. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with that. Mm -hmm. But just to keep in mind that that's how that was developed, and it has kind of morphed away from that because the haircut's been taken out, all that's been taken out. We've been gradually pushing the numbers up each year. Right. And I agree with Jim, and I said this at the COG meeting, mm -hmm. I think there should be just a escalator, but I think it should be tied more to the county's growth or, or some percentage of the county's growth so that we don't lock it in at 2%. Um, but that's mm -hmm. for another discussion. That's right. just, you right. know, well, so. I, I put 2% because, you know. I, I know, that's a good yeah, number to start with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even though inflation so. was 2.6 today, so. Well, I'll just yeah. say, uh, Commissioner Moran, that we have obviously had not had a chance to talk about this, but appreciate your thinking on this mm -hmm. uh, and your willingness to come to the table with this offer. It's, mm -hmm. uh, right. it's appreciated. Well, like I said, you know, I think that we could make that offer. I mean, you might not be happy, but, you know, I think it, every, every bit helps, and, and we want to help Centerville because, you know, we, we, we go hand in hand, and that's where we want to we want to stay that way. And, you know, but again, we, we have to be just like you. You know, we're the caretakers of that tax dollar, so, you know, we, we do the best we can with that. So anybody else, Steve, you got any? Want to inject anything? or? No, I for a long time had a, had a fundamental problem with, with the philosophy of the offset because in the beginning the concept seemed to be that any expense that the town came up with that was a duplication, we were eventually working our way up to 100% coverage of that expense. And that seemed to me to be an absolutely you know, unworkable system because <clears throat> it basically turned over the budget setting process and the tax setting process from us to you because anything you did we paid for so why wouldn't you do it twice as big and we paid for it I mean there, that was not going to work so the question is how much skin do you have to have in the game to discipline the system 50%, 60%, it seems to me that that's the calculation that this whole thing turns on. Mm -hmm. Because you can't, if you gave them 100%, it's like giving them a county check you signed with no numbers filled in. Because anything they do, we pay for. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not gonna work. Is it? Well, Mr. McCloskey. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, would, I would disagree with that statement for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, just take the police, for example, right? We have been struggling for years to pay our police a wage that would keep them here. We've, we've had a lot of turnover. Finally, this year, we compared our rates to other rates, and we've been able to raise our, our, our police salaries. Another example is we don't have the police pension, right? So, so when you talk about we can just go crazy and increase things, right? We have not been able to go that route, so we're still at a disadvantage. So, you know, we've been getting a, a differential for many, many years, but it, you know, the, the, the rule that you say is not necessarily played out, right? Plus, up until this year, uh, we've not requested the money back. So even if we said we're gonna increase all of the budgets and you're gonna give us 100%, that has actually gone back to the taxpayers and therefore it, it does not, you know, it, it would actually hurt us even more, mm -hmm. hurt the revenues of the town even more. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean I you know I, I would I, I would also say that uh, you know 
we're kind of being caught off guard here, right? I mean, I think it's great that, that this is a proposal that you're coming up with. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's something that we would, we would you know, like to go back and talk about. And, mm -hmm. and certainly if that's a decision that you make, any, any additional increase I think would be, would be better. Mm -hmm. um, I would actually disagree that there was a number that was come up with and it was a fair decision. I think it was, we, we felt it was this mm -hmm. and you, we were told it was that, right? Mm -hmm. I, I fully believe that this is a partnership, right? This should be a partnership and, and it's much bigger than just the, the differential. There are so many other things that uh, the county and the town are going to have to be in, uh, in lockstep with, especially as we go forward. Mm -hmm. I think this is a great first step. Mm -hmm. I, I would say that it would be it would be nice to not have to come in every single year and say, oh boy, I hope we get something. I hope we get something. And then be disappointed when it's $1,000 more than it was last year, but yet your, you know, your revenues go up by $10 million. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a great first step and, and I think it's a fair one, um, but I don't believe that the council, the town, whether it's this council or a future council, mm -hmm. would say, we're gonna stick it to the commissioners because they're giving us 100%. I just don't see that happening in, a, in, a, in this environment. So, it was a wonderful answer, but it was not the answer to the question I asked. And the question I asked was, if we 100% funded everything you would put on the bill, how, what would discipline the different towns and communities because they would have no taxpayer consequences? Well, first of all, Just answer that question. Right, so, so up until this year, every dollar that we would say has gone back to the taxpayers. So if we were increasing- No, I take, I take your point there, but okay. of course it equips the taxpayers to pay the tax. Because ultimately I think it's our, it's our responsibility to be fiduciaries and, and treat the money of the people in a fair way. And if we were gonna say all of the police officers get boots of gold, that's just not a realistic thing because we, because we can. Mm -hmm. And I think if we did that, then it would break down and the commissioners would come back, a future commissioner would come back and say, this is obviously broken. We're not going to do this anymore. But the point is that we don't have access to your numbers. We don't go through anything you do. There's no review whatsoever of your tax process, what your services provide. If you just, to be silly, decided to put on a $50,000 fireworks show, we'd be on the hook for it. How the hell does that work? Uh, fireworks isn't really something that I think is a dupl duplicative service. Uh, but you know, one of the things that, that you don't see what we have, that's one of the reasons we provided you guys some pictures. Yeah. We would love to take you out to the farm and show you, uh, this is, a, this is a, a, an idea that, that Council Vice President came up with, show you how bad things are, mm -hmm. show you how things are falling apart. Mm -hmm. You know, Commissioner Moran, you were talking about enhancing just the, the weeds downstairs. Yeah. Awesome, I think right. that's a great idea, right? We can't do any of that stuff. We've got roads that are cracking and falling apart because we don't have the money to fix them. Mm -hmm. And I think taking well, you out it, for a tour to show it, I think and, would be a and, great thing. And I think we understand that, but you know, again, yeah. you, you know, the reason you don't have money for that is because of what? I mean, even if we were to give you what you've asked for, I mean, you've went through some major projects out here with the sewer. I mean, it just really just ate, you know, decimated your budgets. And we understand that, and you've got to work your way back. But with that being said, you know, um, we're going to have to vote on this, and we're going to have to decide what we want to do on this, and then that's, that's going to move forward with that. So I, I would know. just like to add, though, that the water and sewer project mm -hmm. that's coming out of an enterprise fund that it, it really doesn't have, it, it's not necessarily correlated exactly with the general fund. Which well, then spray irrigation ought to be in that same basket. But the spray irrigation, though, I, I don't necessarily believe that the differential that, that we're talking about, the majority of that money is going to the general fund, general fund uses. 
as well, opposed to fixing our, our enterprise. Well, but, well, with that being said, you know, because we don't want to, we're not going to, anyways, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, we, we might be just looking at it in a different light, but, uh, you know, we've got to make a decision what we want to do with the tax offset so we can move forward to say, you know, what our decision is going to be if we're going to give it to the town, if we're going to give it to the, to the citizens. Right. So, I don't know, Commission President, what would you like to, should you want to? Uh, possibly call for a vote, or you want to? I, I have, I have one comment. Uh, sure. Since I am new to the council, but not new to the county, as you all are aware, uh, what we have in our budget, and it's in the April seventh letter regarding capital items. Mm -hmm. uh, you saw the pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, I am viewing that what we are doing is a very prudent budget for our employees it will keep it will address their safety it will address their efficiency of them performing their duties it will address them bringing a better product to the taxpayers and we in our discussions we've had we've uh, we've made some tough decisions just like you are as i can see when I came in. So um, we are not out there just willy-nilly spending your money. And, you know, I believe the five council members here in the town, we are doing our um, prudent budget. And I think in the past, as you know your relationship with Tim, and past town councilmen, mm -hmm. we address it that way, just like you address your budget. Mm -hmm. And I concur with Steve and Tim. We thank you mm -hmm. for your consideration mm -hmm. of going from 11 point whatever to 13 cents. Mm -hmm. And we do have needs that uh, I'll disagree with the distinguished Mr. Wilson, Stephen, that we are not just trying to ask you for more than what we believe will, again, I think, I'm, I believe the prime reason is to address our employees, their safety, their professionalism, and their efficiency of doing their job. And I thank you. Very good. Well, I would like to respond. The distinguished Mr. Wilson did not say you were just asking for everything. What I said, what I was discussing was the basic principle of moving to 100%, which I, I think you see once you understand this business that it basically turns over taxable authority from us to, to all the districts rather than the central government having that authority. So I'm talking about a principle. I might help more than 14 cents, who knows? But what I'm talking about is how we get to that number. I don't like the constant feeling that, gee, we've cheated you this year because we're only paying 60% or, you know, whatever the amount is, because we can't get to 100%. Mm -hmm. I think right. you see that understanding. I think we're, I we're hold agreeing hold on, Bob. to Bob, disagree maybe a little, Steve. Hold on. We're going to... Okay, sorry, We Chris. We can have this back and forth oh, no, until... 8 o'clock, and we yes. got another meeting to do. I thank you. Um, and we're not going to, and even if we go to 9, we're not going to resolve right. that issue. Um, so 
Oh. Jim, you think we should go 13, but does anybody, does that can, whether we do that or not, does that can impact anybody's view of what we do, the second issue that we have to address? No. Okay, so you want to go ahead and address the 13 now? Does that work for everybody? Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Good? Yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll make the motion to adopt this uh, graft uh, uh, for the municipal tax differential. I'll second that motion. Okay. All right, any further discussion, everyone want to vote on it. Just, just note that this does adjust them slightly for all the different towns. Yep. Right, well. correct. Yeah, for a total That's of right. around 100,000, right? Yep. Total? Yep. Okay. Yes. okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So all, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? All right. So, so five zero, but that, that passes. Right. Um, so then the next issue, I guess we have to address now, is then how does that go back to Centerville? Mm -hmm. Does anybody have any thoughts that they want to put out there on that? Well, just so the, the public knows and everybody else knows, I think we, since its inception, uh, with the exception of maybe the first year when I think a check was written to the town of Sutherland, I'm not 100% sure on the first year, it's always going back to the citizens. Mm -hmm. the, the, the offset is always going back in a, in a reduction in their tax rate, correct, uh, Todd? Yes. That's correct. Okay. So now this year, uh, the town of Centerville would like us to, instead of that, in lieu of that, writing them a check for the dollar amount. Correct? If I could correct you, up I'm until sorry. the tax differential law was passed, right. it was just a, here you go, right? right. Here's a check. Right. The first year that the tax differential was passed, mm -hmm. all the other municipalities were given a choice and they all chose to correct. take the money. The town was not given the choice. Mm -hmm. The town was told, here's what the- uh, I disagree. It's gonna be lower. Because uh, I remember asking- that, that first year it wasn't. Maybe not the first year, but Commissioner Ziegler and, and Mr. Beecham, I mean, we, we, we asked and, and I even said, you sure you wanna send it back to the citizens? And they said, absolutely. And I said, okay. I would agree with you that every right. subsequent year, and that's one of the reasons that we're in this. Right. Yeah. So, that we so are. that's what we've been doing. So, <laughs> as we all know, as we all know, if if the, the the commissioners decide to give you that money in lieu of giving it back to those citizens, then they are getting double taxed. There is no offset for them. So the offset goes for the town and your bills, and I understand that. But I want the public to understand that, that, you know, okay, you know, here it is. We've, we've agreed to give $678,000 of tax breaks to the citizens of Centerville, but they're no longer going to get that if we give you that money because we're not going to lower their rates. So, and you're not going to lower your rates. So they're being double taxed. So to me, it only makes sense that we continue to give it to the citizens. And if your budget has shortfalls, unfortunately, then I would say, you know, you might have to raise your rates to your citizens. So, I, well, I mean, I guess I've got questions about why every other municipality in the county takes this differential with no questions asked. And why is Centerville being- That's a good question. You need to, I guess you need to ask them. I, I honestly, you're, you're I, well, so, so is this the, is Centerville the only one that does not? Millington. Um, Centerville and Millington. And Millington. Yeah, they, uh, so Millington gives it back to their citizen too. Yes. And Millington, I just noticed in Sunday's paper, is raising taxes. So um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have an answer for that. I guess maybe because we did and we started that way with them. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't tell you that it was one thing versus another. It's not because you're Centerville. It's because we've been doing it this long. If, if there's a change, I, I, you know. What do you want to do? And there's not an apples to apples comparison between Templeville getting a thousand dollars in Centerville. I mean, there but, is some but, differences in those. But what seems to be the temperature um, of the citizens of, of Centerville since this first came up? 
are you getting are you getting emails and texts and from 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 the citizens of Sunville saying we want that in a tax reduction? Um, I mean, is there any? Are you guys getting any kind of feedback? I'm speaking from one council member who is loath to do this, but voted to do it. I have not heard a single word from a single resident of this town. Okay. I have uh, asked around to a number of people, not just in Symphony Village, but here downtown. Mm -hmm. And like Jim has said, you know, oh, wow, they're, not, they're gonna be double taxed. Mm -hmm. They've been getting it historically, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, we discussed about uh, that we haven't come to, we're awaiting your final decision on the rate. We haven't finalized our budget yet, but I mentioned and talked to them about how, and I'll just use a colloquium, uh, things have been kicked down the road over the years, deferred, and it's in our April 7th letter. And when I explained to some citizens about this, and like I said, the potential, the impact of us retaining it would be positive for services, for the employees that perform those services. And as Tim said, uh, the retention of our employees, so we're not having that continual expense of training, uniforms. I mean, I could go on as a laundry list. And when I explained that to them, there was that pause and they said, wow, okay. <clears throat> so they are, if the facts are presented to them, and it's like Steve just said, he hasn't heard any negative, people understand that we are making a decision that we believe is in the best interest of the town of Centerville and its citizens. Am I? Commissioner, if I, if I could just add one other thing as well. Go ahead. The council expanded from three to five, and I believe that the mandate was to fix the problems that have been kicked down the road, whether, whatever those problems may have been, right? And, and I believe that the council coming together uh, unanimously in this decision uh, is exactly. it, it speaks. It speaks. We want to fix this stuff. We want to fix these things. We want to get it done. Right. And with, I know that we want to approach the American Recovery Plan funds as manna from heaven, and, and they are for the county and for the town. Without those dollars this year, this fiscal year that we're developing the budget for right now, uh, Centerville would have been in a draconian service cutting situation based on current revenues. If that money didn't exist and we didn't get this tax differential, we would have been in a world of hurt. And so taking you know, the American recovery dollars off of the table for just a second, looking to the long-term fiscal health of the town of Centerville, I understand that eight years ago, three councilmen made a certain decision. I think it's a mistake to stick to that decision uh, for the long term. I mean, I just, I, I uh, there is one way or the other, whether it's this way or through a tax rate increase, the, the revenue is going to have to come to Centerville. We, we, there's just no, there's no way around this. Look, I, I mean, you, you all know me well enough to know 
this is the last thing I want to do, mm -hmm. right? And lost sleep over. But we have town employees losing sleep over whether or not our spray field irrigation system can hold up during this winter weather, mm -hmm. this wet winter we've had. So we just can't have that anymore, right? And that's part of what's been broken about Centerville for as long as I've lived here. So, it, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it was back in Commissioner Dumanel's first ter term that they had the same, they were sitting right where you are. $20 million budget shortfall. Right. Right. I mean, huge. Largest deficit per the, per the budget in the state of Maryland. And what did we do? We got, we went to the, uh, you sat on that. You know, the, the uh, affordability committee. We made cuts and the, the raised the taxes six cents, seven cents? Seven cents. Seven cents. So the optics of this are if we give you the money, now we are double taxing your citizens because they're no longer getting that discount for the duplication of services. We're taxing them, giving the money to you. You're taxing them for your budget, and we understand that. So I think the problem exists and you're right, you don't have enough revenue in the town of Centerville. And that revenue comes from taxes. I mean, does anybody here know when the last time was we raised taxes? I'm not asking you. <laughs> <laughs> you did say, but, does anybody? I mean, you kind of threw it out there like that. Okay, my fault. So, oh boy, so but anyway, so that. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, not, I mean, I, I would say yes, it was 2017. And, right. and in addition to that, right, our, our rates for water and sewer went up in 2013. Right. They went up 25% last year and they went up 25% this yeah. year. Yeah. And, and that's because we're so far behind. But that's enterprise yeah. funds. So that you we can't, we can't, now see, see, there's where. See, but no, I, I get it. I mean, the taxpayer does but, not understand. Jim, can I for a second? Because, so this, this is operational. And I hope you guys aren't taking your CARES money and spending it on any operational upgrades because that is money that you're never going to get back, obviously. Right. We all know that, right? So that's all capital mm -hmm. expenses. Right. You're showing me capital expenses here on your pictures. This money here, this offset, it should be operational because mm -hmm. it's duplicative services under an operational envelope, okay? So to use any of that for capital, it's not really in the, in the theory of what this was for. And secondly, I agree with Jim 100%. You're just asking us to raise the taxes on the citizens of Centerville which you as the five council people can certainly do as well. And you're asking us to do it. Is all, is, that's what it boils. This whole week can sit here all night and talk, but that is what you're asking. You're asking for the five commissioners to vote for the tax increase for Centerville, which you five have the power to do. So I think, I think this is another issue we can go back and forth on right. all, all night. Right. Um, and, and nobody doubts your guys' intentions on what you're trying to do for the town. Yeah. Nobody, nobody does that. I mean, you have to make difficult decisions. We do as well. Uh, but really what's before us is, do we have to vote to effectively mm -hmm. raise taxes on the citizens of Centerville? That's what we have to decide to do. Um, so I think we should just call a vote on this. Can I ask one question? Go ahead. Again, it goes back to the principle, as, as Council Vice President had said, every other town has always been asked. Every other town has always said it, whether it's last year, this year, three years in a row, five years in a row, every single town is always asked every single year, except for Centerville, right? Uh, so that's, you know, from a principal standpoint, that doesn't necessarily seem fair. Uh, and, and then from a second standpoint, we've gone through this entire process this year, specifically being told, let us know how you guys want it up until tonight. 
from the COG meeting from before that in February when we were getting ready to put all these things together, the commissioners want to know how does the town want to do it. We provided you our answer. We think that it should be honored. And the ordinance says what, Todd? Well, I mean, the ordinance says, yeah, the towns can make a request, which they have. Can make a request, but ultimately. Yeah, but it's up to the county commissioners. Yeah. The county commissioners. And, and unfortunately, to, you know, and I, I know you don't want to hear that, yeah. but unfortunately, maybe in the beginning, if we would have been giving you that money all these years, we would continue to give that money to you. But to, to come out now, and, and when you say that people aren't complaining, social media says different that there's a people out there that are, you know, somebody sent me some things yesterday, the town of Centerville wants to take our money and use it for their operating. And, you know, that's, that impacts us too. So, you know, I think that that's why we're here and that's what we, I think we're gonna stay right where we- So you're depending on, on hold social on, hold media. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. That's depending on social media. Bob, no. hold on, Bob, wait. Uh, okay. Somebody wanna get, let's, let's do a motion on this. Can we okay. Give me a motion? I make a motion to take the tax offset and give it back to the citizens of Centerville. Second. Okay, we've got a motion and a second. Any discussion? I think that during the election process, the folks of Centerville elected these five representatives to represent them and their best interest. Whatever these five folks felt like their best interest is at any given time, they trusted them in making decisions that was gonna impact their future. Mm -hmm. And I think the decision that they've made to use this money for capital improvements or however they plan on using it, the burden of the taxes being raised on the citizens, I don't see it falling on us. I see it falling on them making that decision. That, that's, that's just my comment. If you live- We, we are elected. Go ahead. We were elected by the citizens of Queen Anne's County to be the fiduciaries of the tax dollars that we collect and how we spend those. And we try to make decisions based on data that we've received from staff on the best way to spend those dollars. And I think the citizens of Centerville ask of their leaders to do the same thing. Right or wrong, whether we agree or disagree. So I'm just presenting that as something to be considered by us mm -hmm. and the citizens of Centerville and the citizens of Centerville that are watching. The decision to use this money, other than a reduction in taxes, is their decision. Because it's always been their decision from the very beginning. So I, I understand what you're saying. It is their decision how they use the money that they levy. This money that we are discussing is for duplications. That's what this whole process is about. Duplicated, we have sheriffs, they have, they have police department. Whatever the duplications are, for the last six years or whatever it is, we have given a reduction in property taxes to all the centers, citizens. Those, those the reduction, right, those duplications. So this year, if we were to give them the money, everybody in Centerville's jurisdiction, their tax rate would go up by 0.717. It would be an increase in their taxes to the county. And the county is then giving the money to the town. So there is no more, uh, there's now duplication of taxes. Just the same thing you're trying not to do, we would be doing. And to their argument, I understand what they're saying is that we've done this for all these other municipalities, why are we singling them out? Well, this is just the way it's been going for so many years. 
Now we want to change direction and we have to figure out how to do that without it impacting everybody. So that's where we are. So we have a motion and a second. Mm -hmm. Hold on, I, I, my own little input to put in here as well. Um, I think that, I'm not saying that how I vote on this year is how I would vote on it Correct. every year. Um, from my point of view, this has been a really bad year for a lot of citizens and mm -hmm. increasing their taxes this year, I think is just, I don't think it's a good idea. Right. Um, and there's a lot of cares money coming in to address a lot of these things. This doesn't mean that next year, mm -hmm. I mean, you guys come to us every time with a request and then we'll take that into consideration, but that's, that's what we have to do. It's the same thing that we face with the Board of Ed. I mean, if we were just to give everybody what they ask for every time, then we're not doing our job, mm -hmm. right? We have to evaluate these things. So from my perspective, I don't think this is the right year to do it. Anybody else have any discussion? Okay, so we have a motion on the table to have the tax differential go back to the citizens of Centerville. Been second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, 5 0 passes. Thank you all for coming. Yep. We know it's tough decisions and we appreciate it. All right, great. We'll take yeah, minutes. well, they need five minutes to set back up, so okay, we'll take good. a break. We'll take, take Mics are off. Take five.
Okay, welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's meeting. This is a public meeting that is being aired live on our local cable television station, QAC-TV7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public sessions. To comply with the governor's proclamation declaring a state of emergency in Maryland, to minimize the person-to-person -person spread of COVID-19, we suggest that citizens stay home and watch the county commissioner's meeting live on our QAC website at www.qac.org live or on QAC TV's television channel, Atlantic Broadband Channel 7 and or High Definition Channel 507. To maintain social distancing, seating will be limited in our meeting room. If you have any respiratory symptoms such as fever, cough and or shortness of breath, please refrain from attending the meeting and notify a health care provider. We acknowledge your participation and by attending you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. The scheduled agenda is available on the information table just out, outside of our meeting room. Present public comment will be taken and is limited to three minutes per person. If you care to speak, you must sign the sheet on the information table outside. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted in writing for the commissioner's review. Citizens may also join the live Zoom meeting by going to www.qac.org slash public comment, or you may email comments to public comment at qac.org. We will accept comments up until the end of the meeting. Comments received will be read during the present public comment period on this evening's agenda. During the meeting, we would ask that you turn all electronic devices off and hold personal conversations outside of our meeting room. We will now stand and be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Chris Corcorino. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So the moment of silence for all of our senior citizens who've had to sacrifice so much over the last year, and many of them living in solitude. Let's hope that we get more vaccines for them so they can get out in society again. Thank you. Okay, um, that brings us to the approval of tonight's agenda. Uh, today's agenda for our meeting April 13th and the regular and closed session minutes from your March 23rd meeting, the Roads Board and Sanitary Commission meetings from March 9th, and the Sanitary Commission meetings from March 23rd were distributed electronically for review. Do we have any additions and or corrections? I make a motion to accept the minutes. Okay. Second. Second. Okay, we've got a motion second minutes and seconded. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Five zero. Passes. Thank you, Commissioners. I don't think we have any press and public comment uh, right now, so let's. We have our presenters here, so you want to move to uh, presentations first before we do our new business items. Uh, first up, we have um, Kelly Huber, Character Counts, Coach Specialist, Character Counts, uh, Proclamation. Uh, and if you want to turn to tab number six, I believe that is. And here's Kelly, so take it away, Kelly. Hi, good evening. Good evening. I haven't seen you guys in a little while, but yeah. I'm here with just a short little update on character counts, and I brought some guests with me today. Um, as we continue on during this different time, um, the kids are going to start going back to school, which is exciting. Um, we've actually had a couple coaches that have also entered back into the school, so that's kind of exciting. But in the meantime, we have coaches that um, have still been assigned, and they continue with their individual classes. 
We have coaches that have done lessons for many classes over at the schools with the help of Queen Anne's County TV. So they go there, they record, and then they share it with their classes. Um, we've teamed up with the library, the Queen Anne's County Library, and they've done some story times on the Pillar of the Month, which was pretty exciting. And we've shared those with the elementary classes, just so kids go with, have their Character Counts lessons on a monthly, bi-monthly basis. Um, we're pleased to also continue with Bruce and the Queen Anne's County TV crew with the Character Count Super Show. You can go to our website, which is um, peopleofcharacter.org or the Queen Anne's County TV um, website or even their Facebook page to check out some of these. They're very clever, they're great, um, and they do a wonderful job. So thank you, Queen Anne's County TV, and thank you guys for your continued support. I mean, you're always here for us. so. Um, we also just, some exciting news, we just released the 2021 Faye Lister Teen of Character Scholarship at the schools, and it's for our seniors, our graduating seniors. Um, the $500 scholarship is made possible through the Centerville Rotary um, and is available to any high school student um, who is a senior, resides in Queen Anne's County, and exemplifies the six pillars of character. So they're trustworthy, they're respectful, responsible, fair, caring, and good citizens. Um, anyone may nominate a student um, for the scholarship, including the students themselves, but they, you can have a neighbor, you can have a community member, you can have a teacher, um, a club or organization leader, anyone can nominate. Um, and it's a brief um, application and uh, a nomination letter of 350 words or less describing how a student's actions exemplifies the six pillars of character. Nominees must be planning on going to college or trade school. Applications can be found, again, at our website, www.peopleofcharacter.org, or you can get they can get hard copies at the school or at our office. So here with us tonight are two individuals from the Centerville Rotary to talk a little bit about um, the Rotary as well as share a little bit more about the Faye Lister Teen of Character Scholarship. So um, we have Kathleen Coppersmith, who's in charge of Centerville Rotary Youth Service, and Chris, Chris Perkins, who currently with Haven Ministries, formerly Rotary President, formerly Character Counts Coordinator, and still very involved in all kinds of youth services. So I'm gonna hand, hand, hand the um, chairs over to them. Come on up. They also wrote our proclamation for this month, so. So it's been a while since I've been here. <laughs> so I have to swivel my head a little bit more, I think. <laughs> so it's nice to have us be here again this evening. And my, my job tonight is just to give you a little bit of history of the Faye Lister Teen of Character Scholarship. And so how that was um, established was um, it was in 2005, we had a high school student, um, Demetria Beach, some of you may know D. Um, and he was a high school senior and he worked with Brad Engel at the time at Ken Island High School to establish um, a peer mentoring program based on the six pillars of character to build character within the school system a little bit more within their school. And so the older students created lessons and taught the younger students these lessons and it was on a monthly basis. So it was really a, a unique program and it was really well done. And um, so we wanted to, the advisory council at the time, wanted to um, award um, something to Demetrio for his work with the, with the students. And so we decided as the advisory council to um, establish a scholarship. 
And so we called it the Teen of Character Scholarship. And we went to the Centerville Rotary Club to, find, to fund it for $500. And they did. And um, we have, since 2005, continued the scholarship every year since then. So it's a long standing. And I think, from what I understand, it might be the only scholarship awarded on, based on character um, in our county. So it's kind of a unique thing. Um, what happened in 2009, Faye Lister, I don't know if anybody knows New Faye. So she was really an active member of our community, was on the Board of Education, was the president of the Board of Education several years, I believe, and was really an advocate for our children and also was a character counts coach and also a founding uh, person, member of our advisory council. So when Faye passed in 2009, the advisory council decided to renamed the Teen of Character in her honor, and that's how we came to the Faye Lister Teen of Character Scholarship. So that's my little history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Kathy's here to talk a little bit about, um, have anything to say about the youth services? Um, um, well, we're, I'm uh, the board member over youth services. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm over youth services, and um, we are, Right now, reviewing scholarships uh, that we have for high school students. We have, we uh, cover Gunston, uh, Y River Upper School, and um, Queen Anne's County High School. So we're accepting scholarships, and hopefully, we'll get those. Decided. When is the deadline on that? April 16th. April 16th. Mm -hmm. And if you don't mind, the uh, website one more time. Oh. For the for the application for the scholarship. Oh, I don't I don't have that. Like we don't have it on our website. <laughs> if you want it, yeah, I can give it. You can, I can get it to you. It's Chris Stock Rupenhoff yeah. at okay. at Gmail, um, and I can get a copy. I can send it to you. Okay. If anybody wants it. And um, did you want to talk about the interact school? Oh yeah, I actually just met with uh, Bob Willis on Friday and um, met some of the interact students who were present virtually on Zoom and uh, reminded them of the deadline for the scholarship. <laughs> um, but they're, uh, they're super busy and doing good work. It's a daunting task. I remember actually being on that Interact um, Selection Committee. Uh, in fact, I think it was, um, uh, was it the Yukiewicz uh, um, senior from Queen Anne's High School that won it one year? Went on to go to the Air Force Academy. Um, you know, I can't remember last week some things. Okay. <laughs> so that name doesn't ring a bell, but, but I believe you. I know the Interact Clubs at the high schools were yeah. were well, yes. well represented, and and, and uh, the kids uh, enjoyed their meetings. Oh yes, very much. Yep. We're hopefully going to get them involved in a couple of the Rotary uh, activities that. There's one huge one coming up um, in October. It's uh, Meals of Hope, and I think it's a huge, like, area-wide. So we'll have them involved in that, and um, maybe Artisans Festival, if that comes through. <laughs> we'll right. try to figure that out, but, yeah, so. But Kath Kathleen was very um, generous and, and wrote our pro proclamation for this, for this evening, so thank her. Awesome. I got that. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Uh, this proclamation is Pillar of the Month, Trustworthiness, 21-18. Whereas Queen Anne's County was declared a Character Counts community, 
and whereas all citizens have been called upon to embrace the six pillars of character and incorporate them into their daily activities to model these traits of good character. And whereas the character counts pillar for the month of April is trustworthiness, and whereas the Centerville Rotary is deeply committed to the value of trustworthiness as we follow a four-way test in all we think, say, or do, which asks these questions of us as members. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendship? Is it beneficial to all concerned? And whereas the Centerville Rotary Club will continue to support our community by providing scholarships to high school students, helping those in need, honoring veterans and others who, have, who, who give their lives in service, as well as other wor worldly endeavors, do, <laughs> doing so in fiscally honest commitment to those we serve. And whereas all citizens will tell the whole truth and be honest to others and to themselves and will keep their word as well as promises they make to others, taking care to only make promises they intend to keep. And whereas all citizens will act with integrity and be clear example of trustworthiness to the family, friends, and community and all others they see. And whereas all citizens will make every effort to stand up for their beliefs, respect the beliefs of others, be honorable and upright, and will strive to do the right thing even if it is not popular. And whereas all citizens, after being, a clear, after being a clear example of trustworthiness, will be allowed to make mistakes, take ownership of those mistakes, and offer to resolve the mistakes to restore their trustworthiness. And whereas all citizens will strive to exhibit honor and the courage to tell the truth, especially when it is difficult to do so, or even when your voice trembles. And whereas all citizens will be truthful and will build a sound reputation by being a good friend and example of others to follow. Now, therefore, we, the county commissioners of Queen Anne's County, do hereby designate the character counts pillar of the month of April to be trustworthiness. Signed, the Queen Anne's County commissioners. And I just want to add, I just wanted to really thank you all for your support over the years. This is really um, incredible how long we've been at this. And, and, I, and it's because you all are very active and supportive of, of the, our efforts. So I wanted to say personally how much I appreciate that personally. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And should we wait for Yes. Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, um, real quick, that, that website um, for the uh, scholarship application okay. um, is www.peopleofcharacter.org. Oh, okay, that's right. Thank Kelly you. had it. That's all right. That's why we have you. <laughs> and for other things. <laughs> Gotta be quick. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very Thank you all for coming in. Good to see you. Yes. All right, Commissioners. Next we have um, month of the young child, Mary Beth Johnson, and she is going to join us via Zoom tonight. Uh huh. A little bit different here, but. Uh, and I'll turn it over to Bruce and George. To, here we go. Hi, Mary. Can you hear us? Yep, I can hear you. All right. We're ready for you. All right. So um, I did, for the winners of the poster contest, they're supposed to be coming in. They're not in yet, but um, we can continue on. I'm going to have Elizabeth Miller, um, chairperson of the Queen Anne's County Council for Children and Youth, um, welcome and have a couple of remarks and then we'll get into the, um, the poster contest in the month of the young child. Good evening, commissioners, and thank you for letting us um, present tonight. 
I just wanted to thank you for your support over the last 40 years. The council, the Queen Anne's County Council for Children and Youth were founded in Queen Anne's County in 1971. So we've been a long time committee. Um, and during that time, uh, we have community uh, members on the board. Um, we represent local, county, state, and federal agencies. And our primary mission is to work together to document, to identify, and to address the unmet and met needs of children birth to 21. And we have a dynamic group of volunteers. We are appointed by the Queen uh, Anne's County Commissioners, and we thank you for that. And we were able to, despite COVID, to pull off some deliverables. That was really a mission of ours, and one of them is one of our favorites, and that's Month of the Young Child. And it's a testament to Mary Beth Johnson's dedication and our committee. Um, and we're just super excited about all the, uh, you know, entries. And um, I just want to thank Mary Beth for persevering and pulling this off. And I'm going to hand it off to her. And thank you so much. Thanks, Elizabeth. Um, so good evening, everyone. Again, my name is Mary Beth Johnson, and I'm the chairperson for the Month of the Young Child Committee of the Queen Anne's County Council for Children and Youth. This year, we celebrate 50 years of recognizing the Week of the Young Child. The Week of the Young Child is an annual celebration sponsored by the National Association for the Education of Young Children. That's the world's largest early childhood education association. The purpose is to focus public attention on the needs of young children and their families. With that goal in mind, Queen Anne's County Council for Children and Youth celebrate our 24th annual Month of the Young Child. Yes, we give it a whole month in Queen Anne's County. Um, I'd like to thank the county commissioners also. Very special and heartfelt thank you to you guys for helping to carry on this tradition in our county. It is truly remarkable how, how much support you guys give us and that we're able to do this every year. Um, the Month of the Young Child Committee, some of whom are present tonight, Elizabeth is on the committee, and Judy Gaston is here via Zoom. Um, I thank them. It's not a one-person job, that's for sure. They are instrumental in getting all this done. We, they've worked very hard planning a lot of different activities in the past few months. We put together a calendar of family events and activities for the month of April, which is normally distributed paper copies to local businesses to hand out. This year we posted it online. Um, also, every Friday in April, there is a person on the street question posted in the Record Observer Bay Times. Uh, Doug Bishop, who is also on the committee, asks random people on the street family and child-centered questions and prints out the questions and answers in the newspaper every Friday in April. We also have our annual poster contest. Every year we ask a different question and have children answer it and draw a picture about it. The contest is open to all children in Queen Anne's County ages two through second grade. That's um, second grade is the cutoff what's considered early childhood. So in the age two through pre-K category, this year's winner is Thomas McMahon, age five, from Shine Like Stars Preschool. Unfortunately, Tommy and his family were not able to make it tonight, but um, I'm hoping that you can see this. His poster reads, the most fun thing I did during the COVID pandemic was, that was our question, and he says, play with my friends wearing our masks. And can you guys kind of see it? Can you pull it back a pull little bit? Pull it back bit? a little bit. 
There we go. There, there, we, go. Go. there we go. That's great. <laughs> so that was Tommy's entry. He was the winner um, for the age two for pre-K. <clears throat> um, special thank you to Shine Light Stars and Diane Ryan, who is the owner director there, for um, incorporating this into her curriculum this year. Um, this in the kindergarten through second grade category. This year's winner is Leanne Morrell-Ford. She's age eight from Centerville Elementary School, second grade. Um, congratulations, Leanne. I don't know if her family made it on. Her poster reads, the most fun thing I did during the COVID pandemic was baking with my dad. So I don't know. <laughs> yep. That's really cute. <laughs> very well done. They're both really cute. So um, a special thank you to Latia Calloway, who is the art teacher at Centerville Elementary School. She also made a special effort to include this contest in her art classes at Centerville Elementary School. So we did have a lot of entries from CES this year. Um, the winners were, will receive a $50 Visa gift card courtesy of Shore United Bank. And a thank you to Celinda Frank, who is the branch manager um, in the Centerville branch for, for that donation. They will also receive a framed 11 by 17 poster of their work printed by Island Print Shop in Stevensville and several extras to give away to family and friends. So I have those for them and, and the gift card. We're going to try to see them in person at some point and hopefully get their picture in the paper. I know you guys, I, we, all, we always have this great ceremony and, and balloons and, and pictures and the, the children from daycare ink, but hopefully that's going to happen next year. It was really challenging this year doing everything virtually, but we got it done and, and we're really happy that we did it. So again, thank you so much, County Commissioners, for your support of the Children's Council all these years and for a month of the young child every year. Well, I have the, the pleasure and the honor of reading the proclamation. Um, whereas the month of April has been designated the month of the young child by the state of Maryland. And whereas children are virtually important, are vitally important to the state and to the future of this country. Whereas a safe and stable environment for our children is as important to Queen Anne's County. And whereas we know as the community, we must ensure our children are healthy emotionally, physically, intellectually, and mentally in order to promote successful growth into adulthood. And whereas we, a community known, this knows that this importance of working with agencies and schools in helping our young children to be ready for school and continue to be successful in their school career. And whereas we recognize the importance of being in, intentional and in building positive assets and opportunities for our children. And whereas we recognize the importance of seeing our children as a positive resource for the present and the future of our community. And whereas we realize that it takes all community members to help our children grow in a positive ways and in character. And, as, and whereas we call upon all Queen Anne's County citizens to join together to ensure love, laughter, and encouragement is a daily part of our children's lives. Now, therefore, we, the County Commissioners of Queen Anne's County, do hereby designate the month of April as the month of the young child in Queen Anne's County. Thank you for all your hard work and commitment. And um, Margie will make sure that this is available for you to come by the Liberty Building to pick it up. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.
Okay. All right. There we All go. right. That concludes our presentations this evening, Commissioners. Do you want to go back to the uh, action items? Yeah, and I think I don't know if we mentioned it earlier on when we went to presentations. There was no press public comment because nobody had signed up for the beginning of the meeting, so we didn't skip anything. There was just nobody there. All right, that's okay. Go ahead. All right, All right commissioners. Uh, first up, we have the. Uh, if you want to go to tab number two, we have one item for the Department of Public Works, and it looks like Lee Edgar is here, the chief of engineering. And uh, item number one is a um, a bid for municipal. Separate storm sewer engineering support service ms4 and this is a bid for those services uh, Looks like we have nine proposals that were received and they are recommending um, the award to the low bidder of Greenman Peterson of Northeast Maryland So could I get a motion on that, please? I move toward the municipal separate storm sewer system engineering support services contract to Greenman Peterson Incorporated of Northeast Maryland the amount of seventy four thousand three hundred one dollars and authorize the Director of Public Works to issue the notice of award and execute the contracts for years one, two, and three on behalf of the County Commissioners. Second. All right. We got a motion and we got a second. Anybody have any questions for Lee? Oh my God, why are these prices so far apart? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Five times. Yeah. What 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 so uh, Commissioner Moran, you had asked a little bit earlier if if if, if there was one thing that you could give us, uh -huh. you know, what might it be? And I, I would say Alan was talking force main and things like that. I'm telling you it would probably be a crystal ball for construction and consulting uh, estimating fees because it's exactly that. Uh, prices all are over the place. We've seen that with construction, a lot of um, variability. And here in the professional services realm, we've seen the same thing. So we were equally surprised by these numbers. Uh, I have here with me Jasmine Wilding, uh, one of our engineers who's going to be managing the MS4 program and uh, as well as working on Cloverfields items and she had uh, reached out to a lot of the vendors. We kind of did a sampling. We gave them a call and said, hey, you know, you've seen the price proposals here and can, can you tell us your thoughts on, on where you feel these might be? Ultimately, we concluded that, and, and you know, you see it in, in the industry, both the professional services and the construction realm, there just tends to be variations. Uh, most of it all seemed to be due to primarily the amount of field verification or additional work that a consultant assumed would be necessary to do the work related to determining our impervious area delineation on, uh, in the urbanized area, the uh, mapping of the impervious area, and our stormwater management, our MS4, or the Municipal Separate Storm Sewer System Network. Uh, some of the lower prices assumes that a lot of this can largely be done via the GIS resources that we have available to us. Others felt that, no, no, there's going to be a scores of field verification that's necessary <laughs> to do this work. Um, ultimately, and, and we would tend to agree that we think there's a good chance that the vast majority of the work can be assembled via the GIS route. And that's what you see with the lower prices. <clears throat> Ultimately, that is for MDE to come back and tell us that no, 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 we, we, need, we need more on-site verification. And if that's the case, we can either pursue that via you know, separate procurement or we do have reimbursable rates in the contract to pursue that as well. But uh, 
the variation in the prices is largely due to assumptions regarding the amount of legwork that would be necessary. Uh, we did speak with the consultant, Greenman Peterson. They are a large, well-known firm. They feel very comfortable with their numbers and their assumptions with regard to the work that is involved with this task. Do they still feel comfortable after they saw the other bids? Comfortable enough to say that they want the work. <laughs> I bet they're crying. <laughs> I, I think, is, is this firm, do you know if they're doing any additional um, work similar to this for other counties, other jurisdictions? They have, yes. So I guess my question too is, did you reach out to other counties that have already been through this MS4 process here in the state to ask them, did, did they see these large differences where the GIS was available versus having to do a lot of the field work, I'm assuming? I mean, I, that was my first thing is the differences is probably in the fact that they're going to use the mapping we've already spent a lot of money to put in place and knock out a lot of the uh, going through the trenches and all. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense to me, but mm -hmm. have other counties had success with that? And then did MDE push back, I guess is my question, or have they been able to utilize it? So this has been a learning curve for us, and we have been reaching out to some of our counterparts with other counties as uh, well some firms that do this work as you know, we're trying to develop how to pull this together. The, the question with regard to how much field work would be necessary was not on our radar when we were having those types of discussions. And I don't quite know who I would pursue to quite get that answer either because Queen Anne's County is unique in that many of the other MS4 jurisdictions presently across the bridge, they have the traditional closed storm sewer systems, which is an entirely different mapping than what we have is primarily a series of roadside ditches on Ken Island. So, I don't know that we're, I can't think of any other jurisdictions that are gonna be facing the type of MS4 that we are. Um, okay. Yes. If, if either because of this GIS issue or just let's say in general, if, if a contract we write gets misbid, is there any bonding? I mean, how, how much have you got them over the clothesline? Not so much in this. Because this is a professional services contract, we did put it out in a procurement structure very similar to the way we would have done on a construction job because at the end of the day, we put out the specs and said, this is what MDE wants, give us your price to do this work. Um, we didn't want to muddy the waters with, tell us how you're going to do it. Right, so, but, but if they get in the middle of it and find that the thing isn't working out for them, can you? Keep we feed to their fire. We, we can, and then well, we can, or we can move on to another consultant that would. And the way we structured the the, the might, motion, you might not get this price again, though. That's the point. That that's very true. Yes, yes. Uh, we do intend, and then the way uh, structure here, the director of public works would have the authority to award years one, two, or three what you would be authorizing this evening would be the full years one through three amount of $74,301. If we're not pleased or confident in the consultant's work in year one, uh, we would reserve the right to not pursue awarding year two or three and we could go back to the drawing board. And Yeah, that's less my question. They're failing on the job than they're getting in the middle and realizing they bid off more than they could chew for the money. Very good. You see the point. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Is it? All right. So we have a motion to award the MS4 engineering support 
services contract to Blumen Peterson and it's been second. All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, motion passes. Thank, Thank you. you, commissioners. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you. All right, commissioners, that's all we had for the Department of Public Works. If you want to turn to tab number three, we have uh, another dozen or so action items for this evening. Um, tab three, item number one, is a support letter for the Kent Island Heritage Society. Uh, this is to the Maryland Historical Trust on their behalf, and they are looking to purchase the historic Stevensville Bank. Mm. So can I get a motion on that, please? Come with money? Or? I move to sign the support letter <laughs> Old money. Yeah. To, uh, to the Kent Island Heritage Society for capital grant to purchase the historic Stevensville Bank. Second. Check. All right, we've got a motion to second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, motion passes. Bye, bank. All right, thank you, commissioners. Item number two on um, page three is a support letter to Jim Ports at the Maryland Transportation Authority for the return of the Across the Bay 10K run. And Peace. I will say that our folks at uh, Economic Development and Tourism have been working with Ironman to uh, bring this back to Queen Anne's County this year on October 31st, 2021. So we're excited about that. And we've also talked with our Dr. Ciatola about, you know, all the requirements for um, social distancing, et cetera. So we are optimistic we can pull this off this year. Jim, that's bridge related. That's you. I know. I moved to sign a 10K <laughs> Chesapeake Bay Bridge run letter to the Maryland Transportation Authority. Second. <laughs> Got a motion to second. Any discussion? I, have a, I just have a comment. I think, I think, you know, everybody's putting together, including us, um, a bucket list of things that you can check off as we start getting back to some semblance of normality. To me, this Bay Bridge run is huge. And one of those items that we're going to check off the box that is returning and that leads us back to that, that sense of normality. Roger that. Plus, I'd like to see Jim run. <laughs> Somebody better chase me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a motion to sign the 10K Chesapeake Bay Bridge Run letter to the Maryland Transportation Authority, which has been seconded. All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0. Motion. Great, thank you, commissioners. Item number three on page four is uh, Narrows Real Estate. This is a deed for a pedestrian path easement along the front of the Narrows restaurant along the waterfront there. And uh, they have dedicated this easement for a boardwalk that they are constructing uh, in, um, in exchange for a Board of Appeals uh, uh, granted variance to them to expand their uh, building and facility down there at the restaurant. I move to sign the deed of pedestrian path easement as presented to allow access in accordance with the Kent Narrows Real Estate LLC site plan. Second. Done a motion. Second. In discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0. Motion passes. Okay. Thank you, commissioners. Item number four on page 15 is a property tax credit for a fallen emergency worker. Can I get a motion on that, please? This moved. is one of our own, actually. Mm -hmm. Moved this one here, number four. Property tax. Credit. I move to approve yeah. the property tax credit for the dwelling owned by Gregory Ann Harrison, a disabled emergency worker for the county tax year 21, 2021 to 2022, in the amount of $1,243.54. Second. Okay, we've got a motion and a second. Any discussion? Yeah, I know in the past when we've had these, I've asked, this is like the third time I've asked, why don't they put in there what happened? you know, how we got to this point. 
I mean, if it's, especially if it's a county employee, maybe we want to recognize, you know, that individual mm -hmm. versus just saying, hey, you know, by the way, here's this. I, and a little bit of history on it always goes a long way, I think. So that's all. All right. Uh, so we have a motion to approve the property tax credit for the dwelling owned by Gregory and Harrison, a disabled emergency worker for the county tax year of 2021-2022 in the amount of $1,243.54. It's been seconded. All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, motion passes. Okay, thank you, commissioners. Item five on page 16 is a request from the town of Centerville. They would like us to continue to support their annual fireworks display. They didn't have one last year. We've supported that at $5,000 each year since uh, 2015. We're giving firecrackers to the citizens. I'm, I moved to sponsor the 2021 Town of Centerville fireworks display in the amount of $5,000. Second. I right, got a motion, a second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, open that fireworks. Okay, thank you, commissioners. Item number six on page uh, 17 is uh, two vehicle replacements for the information technology department submitted by uh, Megan Dagalio. She sent that through Public Works, and these are two vehicles uh, that were they'd like to purchase off a pre-established government contract from Montgomery County. Can I get a motion? I move to approve the purchase of a 2022 F-250 Super Cab and a 2021 Ford Explorer to replace two vehicles used by county IT staff. Second. Okay, uh, we got a motion seconded by Phil. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, motion passes. Okay, great, thank you, commissioners. Item seven is uh, from the Department of Parks and Recreation. This is a request to purchase a 2021 yeah. tractor with loader or Kubota from Huber Equipment in Middletown, Delaware, using the USA government discount contract pricing. Can I get a motion on that, please? I'm, I'm, go ahead. I move to authorize the Department of Parks and Recreation to purchase a 2021 Kubota M7060 tractor and loader from Huber Incorporated in the amount of $39,925 utilizing the Kubota USA government discount. Funding to come from the Department of Parks and Recreation FY 2021 capital equipment budget. Second. Okay, got a motion to second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, motion passes. Okay, thank you, commissioners. Item number eight on page 27 is a request from the Kenton Ayers Development uh, Foundation Board to expand the special taxing district to include Lippincott property. I and move to forward the request for expansion of the Kenton Ayers Special Taxing District to the Planning Commission. Second. Got a motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0. Motion passes. Thank you, commissioners. Next, we have a uh, series of budget amendments. First, we have budget amendment CC38. This is uh, for $28,000 for the Sheriff's Department to grant uh, for police uh, recruitment and retention uh, for um, various equipment and uh, boots and uniforms. I move to approve budget amendment CC38, which requires no additional county funds. Second. Got a motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? 5-0. Thank you, commissioners. 
Item 10 on page 29 is budget amendment CC 37 uh, for the traffic study. And this is increasing budget authority in the amount of $35,000 for our traffic counting program. Move to approve CC 37. Second. Motion to second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? 5 0. Motion passes. Thank you, commissioners. Item 11 is budget amendment CC 39. This is on page 30. This is for asphalt overlays. This amendment establishes budget authority for asphalt overlays in the capital program. This increases that budget authority by $1.358 million. And this is from 2019 bond proceeds, which are available because they were not needed for other projects. And this helps us keep our bond. Move down. to approve CC 39. Second. Got a motion second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, motion passes. Okay, and uh, that's all the action items we have. Mm -hmm. Item number 12 there was uh, addressed earlier in, in this evening's show. meeting for the uh, tax offset. Mm -hmm. So that uh, concludes our action items. Um, we, can I make a suggestion, Chris, in case the budget stuff, should we do press and public comment and roundtable now or yeah. and yes. then go into yeah. the budget yeah, yeah, just yeah. so people don't have to, I mean, if they don't want to. Right, I agree. That's fine. No comments. No press and public comment. Anybody on the nope. on the wire? Okay. So all right. Round table. Commissioner Steve Wilson. <laughs> I think I'm gonna pass tonight. I'm happy uh, we got through the uh, small number of enhancements we did. I think budget's in good order. That's it for me. Commissioner Moran. Well, what should we talk about today? Set the timer on. Let me guess, the bridge? <laughs> the bridge, okay. The so, bridge. <laughs> so we had a... Uh, hey, give us an update, will you, Jim? I'm going to give you an update. We had the Bay Bridge Reconstruction Advisory meeting uh, last week. And uh, for somehow, they, the, the state seems to think I asked them for a contraflow study for going westbound. And I, I told them, I said, it wasn't me, it was the commissioners, all of us, so I want to make sure you guys get credit for that. So they came on with a study of going four lanes westbound on Sundays at different time intervals, you know, I think it was 10 a.m., 12, 2, and 4 maybe, and, and for traveling times, and showed the amount of traffic uh, westbound and the tra traffic eastbound, and apparently they seem to, their numbers say that if they were to go to ContraFlow, the backup would be 10 miles eastbound. Now they've gone from two lanes to one lane, but yet it's going to be 10, 10 miles. Anyways, with that being said, I've, <laughs> I've uh, directed our esteemed Steve Cahoon to check with um, our traffic people, which are Kimberly Horn, Kimberly Horn, mm -hmm. to run by. You know, they gave us a, the presentation. They sent me the presentation, so I sent it to Kimberly Horn and to our traffic guy, um, Dave Nelson which are with our counters, just to count. I, I'm just, I, I have a hard time believing the backup would be so great when, you know, it's only two lanes and, and not to mention a little bit of uh, uh, notice, people may change some of those travel habits, unlike the people going westbound. And so no that was, booths. excuse me? And no toll booths. Right, and no toll booths. And they're tearing them out right now. So, but they would, you know, what we were told in the past was that you can't do contraflow westbound because of the toll booths and there's not enough merge room and everything else. Well, now the story has shifted from 
you can't do it because of that, but maybe you don't want to do it because this is what's going to happen. There's going to be backups eastbound. So I don't know. But I mean, how do, I guess my question is, how could you do a proper traffic study on something where the toll booths have not been down to do a traffic study during those volumes? We, well, what we they're doing is they're, they're using their counters and the amount of traffic. They based it on a Sunday afternoon in August, and they based the traffic on the numbers on that. And but, how but much that's what I'm saying, but they had toll booths there. So those toll booths, even with the counters, the timing and how far you would back up is going to be no good because people are stopping at the toll booth to go through. That's not true. Why? Because what they're doing is just doing a traffic count. And now they put it, they've got a model. This isn't based on what, you know, history of what happened. Right. This, they throw the numbers, let's say 700 cars an, an hour or whatever, you know, 300 a minute, whatever it is, they throw that into the model. And given the number they had coming in, the question also is the 11, 10 mile backup taking, what was it, 75 minutes. Right. Um, right, and that's my point, is the toll booth right there. It just depends on the traffic flow. It really doesn't matter whether there was a toll booth or wasn't. This is without a toll booth. Right, but I'm just saying if you had, in other words, a toll booth in terms of time of travel. If without a toll booth there, you're doing 65 to the bridge. Where in the past, yeah, you may have a count of 700 cars, but at that toll booth, people are doing zero miles an hour. So that backup is gonna be that, that's exponential correct, but they they know the toll booth isn't there and they're just factoring in the number of cars and what that what happens to that number when you compress two lanes into one that's so you're believing the state counts i'm gonna hold you to that just because you're well, always skeptical it. of their counts well and like i said that's why we i sent it you know i said we should ask and have somebody else take a look at it too because i agree until you try you'll never know right i mean i just you know i i don't buy that i i I appreciate their effort and you know I told him I said so you're telling me because you know also uh, Secretary Ports uh, sent out a letter basically stating that you know to the public that they acknowledge MDTA acknowledges and then the state acknowledges it is a volume problem it has nothing to do with 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 the traffic when I say it has everything with traffic but it has nothing to do with how they're managing the traffic it's just a sheer number of vehicles the bridge cannot handle that many vehicles so the only thing that they will will alleviate the backups is a new bridge. So they have acknowledged that. So in that meeting, with him acknowledging that and acknowledging contraflow won't work, you I said the only option we have left is to block the, the ramps and keep the traffic out on 50. And nobody said anything. But I'm still asking for a, a eastbound, the virtual uh, tour that they did westbound with the tolls and, and the gates. I thought that was very good. I said, so I, you know, that's what I asked for. I asked for that, and we didn't get that. So I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to make something so that the public can see it. Because my concern, we, you know, those of us that drive it every day, and you go down through that war zone, the, as bad as the road is, and with the barrels and all the construction, my concern is when the beach traffic truly does start, and people are coming from Ohio and West Virginia and, and Pennsylvania, Virginia, and all over, they're going to drive through there. They're going to be looking everywhere, and, and it's just not going to be good. I just have a feeling that that's is going to be dangerous through there. And even though the, the numbers are down, I mean, the, the accidents are down by 43% because those booths are gone and there's no, none of what we call the slinky effect, hurry up, slow down, hurry up, slow down. It's, it's moving steady, so we'll see how long. Three of the, 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 three of the joints are under steel plates right now with two more to go, so hopefully that'll all be gone by uh, Memorial Day and that will be one less headache that we have to worry about. And that's all I got. I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Yeah. So the three plates, I 
our driveway a lot too, and I didn't see anybody slowing down. No, I, yeah, it seemed to but because we drive it all the time. Yeah, it's that beach traffic that's coming back from the beach that all of a sudden hits the first one and goes, "Holy crap!" Everything, mm -hmm. my lawn chair, my umbrella's laying in the road behind us. <laughs> Slow down, and that's that's where it comes from. I think it's uh, the the everyday commuters they fly right over it. Yeah. Yep, it's those I, that don't know these roads that slow down. I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I do too, and I haven't had anything fly out yet. So. <laughs> Wife's got her seatbelt on, so she's hanging in there with me. I just learned about the slinky effect. Let me, I'm still one last question for you. Do you have any That's a scientific idea? term. Why it is, as we drive up the bridge going eastbound, the traffic always slows down right at the curve and beyond it. Mm -hmm. And as you go over the top, and the minute you hit the top, it speeds up going down yep. the hill. Yep. Why the hell does it all slow down right there? Because that's the main constriction. Absolutely, the and that's the that's the point with contraflow. You know, their their argument was, well, you know, going and I'm talking about westbound now because the same curve is there, but going westbound, their argument was there's not enough room to merge back in when you come across, get off the eastbound bridge to merge back in on Route 50 westbound. And I said, yes, there is because of the natural choke point is the curve in the road. Everybody turns, slows down at that curve in the road, and you get gapping. So. Again, until you try it, you're never going to know. And that's what I would love to see him do. Just, just try it one weekend. And, try it one weekend. Yep. And just see what happens. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I got to, again, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Commissioner Dumino. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Right. Um, I have a, a couple things. Um, so I, I would be remiss if I didn't um, send out a, a kudos to our Parks and Rec Department for the great job that they did this past weekend with so many baseball teams visiting Ken Island for the um, icebreaker uh, baseball tournament that took place. Unfortunately, weather didn't cooperate with us and the tournament for Sunday's rounds had to be canceled, but um, Parks and Rec and their grounds crews did an amazing job on those baseball diamonds between games to get them ready for uh, the next game to take place. Um, so. To, to Steve and to Robbie Blackiston and, and their, their on-site crews, outstanding, outstanding. They, they, we, showed, we presented a, a great product, so uh, hopefully that icebreaker tournament becomes a regular thing for us. Um, we, just, we just approved uh, the purchase of a, a 2021 Kubota M7060 loader tractor for Parks and Recs, and it just so happens that the, um, some, through private donations and the Ken Island High School Athletic Boosters, um, we are um, spending $3,000 to uh, bring in new infield dirt um, to the Ken Island High School baseball field. The contractor uh, is gonna dump the dirt in the right corner um, down the first baseline. We sure could use a, a tractor to help move that dirt over onto the infield um, so perhaps maybe Todd Mon could reach out to Steve and see if he wants to break in that new Kubota tractor and help out spread that dirt at the new high school. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention is the, um, the U.S. Boat Show slash Bay Bridge Boat Show slash Spring Boat Show is taking place this weekend at Pier 1 Marina down by Hemingway's. Um, the weather uh, looks like it, she's going to cooperate. Um, the show is going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and um, if you don't have any plans, run down there and look at some of these beautiful boats and perhaps purchase one. 
That's all I have. Okay. Commissioner Wilson? I'm going to let's get right into that budget thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a that budget thing. I just want to say um, happy birthday to my niece Emerson. Uh, and um, that's all I have. Should, do we just roll into the work session or should we adjourn and then start? Oh, we the roll right session? into it, right? Roll right into it? We yeah. can roll right into it. We just, that's fine. Yeah. Let's roll into it. Yep. Go to capital. Go to capital. Go to capital. Aye, aye, sir. So we just finished up with the enhancements, so we're good on the enhancements list? Yep. Okay. Enhancement list is done. Yep. Now we're going to capital. And who's got something? I got something. That would be tab three of your binders where we start. Capital. Two. First is the, should be tab three. And I'm going to go to page 96. And I'm going to go to the uh, Board of Education Central Office. I'd like to add that in, the $3 million, and remove the roof replacement, HVAC replacement, window door replacement, which is a million and a half. Either we're going to build a new building or we're going to let the old one fall down because I don't understand why we'd want to spend a million and a half on something that's in such a disrepair. So I'm, I'm for the new Board of Education building out at the county complex. So that's the first one. And then I guess the only question I had uh, was on the Kent Narrows public parking, the $300,000. Do we, do we want to do the engineering and the design work now in case we do decide to move forward with that or because every every year we push it off it's really pushes it off three years so that's the only thing what where, where, where are you buddy? Uh, that would be on page 97 under the roads board and capital projects Kent Narrows public parking okay yep so those are the only two I had I know that it's it's a huge one but again you know I think we need to make a move one way or the other if we're not going to support the new um, Board of Ed building, then we need to say so. But my feeling is that we all took the tour, and that place is, I wouldn't work there. So I, I would, I had an opportunity to tour the building with, with Jack, and, and, and I, I agree completely with, with your, uh, your idea to just building a whole new building. Uh, and that land over near the Vincent building where the county building is, is an ideal location for it. Um, and I think if you're going to spend an equal amount of money, put them in a new building uh, as opposed to try to do something with the, uh, the old building. And, and what Commissioner Duminell is referring to is, you know, we did a study for the new Board of Edge building along with the uh, academy behind it. And it came out to approximately $15 million, uh, give or take, to build a brand new one that met all of our needs or to try and renovate the old one, but even that renovation would not bring the old Board of Ed building uh, into compliance with code. It still would not, it wouldn't fall under the compliance and, you know, again, that's, it doesn't make any sense to, for me to go that route. So with that being said, that's, that's where I sit. So that's the first conversation. All right, there you go. This Bye. is what makes good government. Mm -hmm. No, I did. Let me just throw in there. I did speak to uh, the Board of Education a bit about this. Now they said, you know, they requested, you know, it was kind of an either or, three million dollars for uh, beginning the process for the, the new building, 
or $3 million basically in renovations for the old existing uh, building on Railroad Avenue. Right. If we go the new building route, uh, they didn't need quite perhaps $3 million next year for the planning and engineering and architectural plans. They could maybe go for two, but then we will have to fund the construction um, in, the, in subsequent years at about $15 million for the new building. So we could we could make that a little bit smaller, that allocation for next year a little bit smaller if, if, uh, if that's desirable. Okay. But this you discussion know. isn't about that. This is <clears throat> discussion is about whether we ought to build a new building or not. Mm -hmm. And here's why I think that's not a good idea. Number one, that doesn't, once we do this, to begin with, I think right now their estimate, which I think was like nine for a new building or no, something. No, no, it's 15. 15. Yeah, it's 15. Oh, yeah. 15. Yeah. Well, don't worry, by the time they do it, it'll be 20. Okay. Because, I mean, construction materials are just, as you know, in labor flying up. Absolutely. So, second thing, that doesn't relieve us, as it did not with the courthouse, relieve us of the old building. Uh, we're we're going to wind up still owning that old building and having to do something. You can't have bats flying in and out of the windows of that building, and we don't have tenants for it. If we fix the thing up enough to, to use it or keep it in some kind of stable, decent condition for the street, then we need tenancy for it, and they're perfect as far as I'm concerned. Three, I, the idea that Centerville would like to have that building Yes, sir. Nothing. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> He's waiting for his counterpoint. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, the idea that the Centerville citizens of Centerville would like to have that building knocked down or go derelict is not, I mean, we got 650 requests not to paint the courthouse. That thing would create a stir of, of public opinion that I think would be difficult to manage. Uh, and I think that you wind up with building a new building and having to support the old one, where I think you can go back in there and spend half as much, I think, hopefully, and fix the building up and have a use for it. So. Totally it. disagree. Well, I know. Yeah, I mean, that's why the study came out and said it would take 15 or 15, and you still wouldn't be able to bring the building up to code, number one. Okay. Number two, yeah. where that building sits, is prime real estate for the town of Centerville, which they get no revenue for right now. Oh. They get no revenue for that building. Just saying, you're talking about what's the options once once they move out of there for somebody else to come in there, maybe make it into a residential pro project. Well, that might be, and right. you know, you'd wind up with six thousand dollars worth of taxes, and you're doing a thirty million dollar, twenty million dollar deal based on that. That's not an argument. Sure, it is. No. Because, <laughs> well, let me ask you a question: If the, sure. if, you know, if, if if it was a school, you'd have to do it. This is something that's just been neglected. When you talk about the courthouse behind us, yeah. here it is again, we're spending money. I, I personally would rather give it to the town of Centerville. Why are we spending that money? So we can have a little more room up here. We're gonna move a couple offices from here to there to keep it running. Is that, worth, is that worthy of the, of the money spent to renovate that? I don't think so. I but mean, they but, don't have the money to renovate what they've got. So if they exactly. Have, so, but you want that burden, to, uh, why do we have to renovate that? I mean, the courthouse, I see, I get that. That old school is an old school. So maybe we put that together a committee and ask them what they want to use it for. So, they I mean, have, e either way, either way, the, if the Board of Ed stays there, it's going to cost way more than a new building would ever cost to, to get it to where it's got to be. And then you're going to be constantly paying for that. I mean, the cracks in the structural walls in there are enough. Or, I, I mean, you know, the floors weren't right. I mean, it's, it's, 
I'm surprised that they haven't complained more about it. It's, it's the worst building I've ever been in when somebody's occupying it for that type of use. So, I mean, that's my opinion. So we differ on that. Yes, sir. We always do. Yeah. And that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. So really, yeah. it falls down to the other three guys then. How about that? <laughs> so it does. <laughs> so here we sit. Want me to go first? Please. So the Board of Ed building, Stevie, it shouldn't even be standing, honestly. Uh, it, it should be a pile of rubble. Um, I agree with Jim, that building should not even be inhabited right now. Uh, it's, it's a mess. Right. It's been neglected for too long. Um, and it serves, honestly, there's no useful value for that building. I don't care how much money you put into it. Mm -hmm. It's just not there. Um, so I, I fall on the side. And I don't know that I agree with building a $15 million building because I looked at the square footage. Mm -hmm. I looked at the used square footage and I don't agree with some of the design. We mm -hmm. don't have that many people working over there that we need a Taj Mahal to put them in. Mm -hmm. um, so I have some other ideas on that side. But I'm okay with the $3 million is going to get earmarked, earmarked either way we do it. So we might as well put the marker on it because we're going to go one way or the other eventually, depending on what we can find out. So mm -hmm. I don't think our argument's got to be about setting that money aside right now because I think it's there and it's going to get used for one or the other. I don't think that the budget session is the time to have that conversation about, I mean, there's philosophical differences on that, but I think we all agree that that money is going to get spent one way or the other mm -hmm. at this point. Agreed? I agree that money is going to get spent, but I think it's going to be a great deal more to both rehab that building or fix it up or keep it in condition and build a new building. And to me, I like keeping buildings you have in use that, you know, I think that building's got kind of a historic feeling to it. I think the town may not like that. I think the town ought to be asked before we make that decision whether they like the, that building. Another issue is, I think on the capital side, here we've gone and built the Vincent Building, the Courthouse, the Ken Island Library. You've got a 30 plus million dollar job coming up, maybe on detention, and you're going to throw another bunch of money in. I mean, where are you getting this money from? Stevie, I, you just said you agree that three million has to be put aside one way or the other. What, no, what no. we do with that is either no, going no, to be fixed that not, building. If you're not arguing over building the building, if you're arguing about studying it or something, that's it different question, but if you're arguing about whether we ought to build a new building versus rehab that for them, that's a somewhat separate question. Well, I'm just saying for budgeting purposes, the $3 million is going to go into the Board of Education Central Office building somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah. So to yeah, sit here and I'm argue about that. Yeah, I'm arguing, Jim. The philosophical differences, <laughs> like I said, that's another meeting. I think this is much like earlier with the uh, town of Centerville. We can, this part, you two's uh, this episode of Crossfire here, we could, we could keep arguing that, but I think Jack's got sort of hit the nail on the head is that we got to earmark this money because it's going to be used as something for the Board of Ed. What the public probably doesn't realize is the condition of that building. Right. So like Steve said, maybe it's a renovation, or like Jim said, maybe it's a new building, but something has to be done because if I was shocked. When yeah. I walked, did that tour of that building, I was not expecting to see that condition, and it is easily the most disrepair building in Queen Anne's County. Here's so. one of here's one of the things that was probably most disturbing for me when I took the tour of it. Um, there's a crack, a stairwell crack. <laughs> there's a stairwell crack that goes from the ceiling. It's probably. Oh yeah. 
15 feet long. And at one point, the crack is literally four and a half inches wide. I tried to squeeze in there. And, they, and then they, they took a metal <laughs> strip and figured if they bolted it to either side of that crack, that would somehow fix the problem. I'm sure there's engineering I, behind that. I, scary engineering. And, and I, believe me, I'm not a structural engineer or mechanical engineer. I, I can just tell you that is a prime example of the, the overall condition of that building. Yeah. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Right. So I, yeah, but that's not always, that's not always used. In, it didn't in fall, did it, Phil? <laughs> um, I, I think the thing that we're challenged with, and it was brought to my attention by Commissioner Wilson just now when he talked about the courthouse and he talked about the library and he talked about the, we live in a coincidental, quintessential rural community that's basically very, 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 very old. And a lot of the buildings that, that still stand in this in our community, circuit court over here, because the old courthouse wasn't big enough to handle the circuit court. Or do I have it, I have it right? No, circuit court. Right. So um, the, the library expansion was needed. The, the libraries, the two libraries that we have in our community aren't big enough. At least the one down on Kent Island is not big enough. The decisions we made to build new as opposed to improve the existing buildings are based on the age of the building and the, the, the kickback that we're gonna get when you talk about the historical value of it. That's, you know, when you talk about spending millions and millions of dollars and the, and the fear of doing it, one of the fears of doing it is because the, the fallout that you're gonna get back from the community based on the age of the building. So we're gonna to continue to dump money into a building that is that old when we can build new, like a new courthouse. I guess my point is, is we live in a, in a community that's, we're surrounded by these old buildings. And, and ultimately you have to make a decision one day, do you demo the building? Do you give it to the town of Sudlersville like we did the middle school or the firehouse took it? I mean, at some point you have to recognize the fact that you just can't fix broken and you have to build new. And that building is scary to be walking through, let alone those folks working in it. That's all I have to say on that. Todd, how old is that, that study about uh, the different costs for renovating it versus? Six months. Six yeah, months. It's not it's, very it's old. Yeah. yeah, I can it's certainly provide copies to everybody if you'd like to see that, if you haven't had, hadn't seen that yet. But we have that information. Right. We got a copy of it when we walked. I, I, think, your point, okay. I think your point, Commissioner Wilson, um, is accurate to, to a point, but I think that that building literally is so far gone with, with even dumping money into it. I, I think you're, you're just pouring it down into a hole. That, I, and I don't think we have, I don't think we have the, the capital, the money to do that. Does a private contractor coming in and, and like Jim said, mentioned, buy it and has the ability to dump that kind of money into it to improve it, to maybe turn it into a revenue generating source for the town of Centerville? There's so many other options that, that we don't necessarily have coming our way. So, I, I hear what you say, sir, but I'm just, we still own that building. We're still back on the philosophical side, guys. Okay. Let's just let's right. talk about the money. That's what right. the budget is. Yeah. So, I think we can earmark the money anyway and revisit this conversation as to what we're going to do because I think. Well, the money's got to be earmarked for the study. I mean, for the engineering because that's. Be the yeah planning. Planning uh, and engineering for the new building. Architectural design work right. for the for a new building. Yes, right. and then we would have to allocate you know funding in the out years for the Correct. construction. 
Correct. Or renovation, however right. we go. But yeah, we should right. we should definitely include that as well. Hmm? So I guess what we need to find out before we do it is what do they need for that portion of it, I mean, right? For the engineering, or or Todd seems to think yeah, about two million. Carly's two million. Said okay. They could they could get by with two. I mean, I okay. said do you need three for that, and she said, well, you know, we could do three, and if there's whatever's left, we'll just roll into the construction Correct. phase, which would be the next year. So we you know we can go two and. But we're going to have to allocate money in 23 and 24 for continuation right. into construction. Or repair, whichever. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So two million this year? Yes. I'm good with that. So we're taking a million and a half off and we're adding two million. So we're... 500,000. 500, right. Okay. Adding 500,000. Yep. All right. Yep. Okay. And then the only other one I had was that narrows parking. And we'll program money in for the, for the construction then in 23 and 24. Okay. Right. But was there ever a study done? Out years. Um, Kimberly, Kimberly Horn did a parking study, but you know, again, this this is a uh, engineering for what a 345 car three level parking garage would be, and the construction drawings, correct? It'd be the engineering for the construction drawings. So that includes the purchase uh, of the land. No, no, this is just the 300,000, just that. Then if we go forward, great. If you know this year, next year, whatever, or five years from now, I mean, I, I don't know that the engineering would change. I don't know. I mean, we can wait. That one, I don't care. But you, you said originally you talk about the cares or the, um, you know, the the funding coming from the feds. I, you know, if we want to push that to that, that's fine. But I just, I mean, that's an an issue that's always been. Look at you know the the Kent Narrows is one big parking lot. I mean, try and find a, a tree down there. Good luck. You know, so. I mean, to me, the parking garage helps us with stormwater management. It, it gets all those cars off of parking on 18, people crossing Route 18. So to me, there's a, a great safety deal with it. And it allows for some of this expansion of some of the businesses down there that just can't expand because there's no more parking spaces. And does that mean maybe we do a public-private partnership with them? And, and you know, if the project costs $7 million and there's three businesses down there that want to pledge over 20 years, uh, a million bucks a piece? I don't know. I mean, but it, it, it warrants looking at it and, and deciding what we want to do. If that is our economic engine and that is a hub for Queen Anne's County. How many parking spots in that two-story one right over here next to the circuit court? 110, I think, right? I'm not sure off the top of my head. It's Remember when we did, did that courthouse thing when we were wrangling with Centerville? I think it was like 110 over there for some reason. Right. My head. Yeah, it's I only a one-level yeah. deck, so it's not, you know. Yeah. That's probably about. But yeah, that's not even three decks, though. That's only right, two. Right, right. Yeah. It's only two, right? Yeah, so I think Jim's in line with 300 plus on a three deck. He, yeah. I mean, that's that's healthy. And that's, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> now, would that be, it's are you thinking. building I don't want to build. <laughs> are you of thinking course. that's metered parking or. Uh, you could, that, you know, see, that's another. It could be thing. a revenue generator as well. Correct. You, or you could, you, could, you could turn that around and have those people that build them for, if they can lease them for so many years. I mean, have and we. Have we had any discussions with parking garage operators as to having them no, fund it? No, but there is, that is an option. I mean, I, I that's what I'm saying. That's the, it, the, this it, is it's benefiting the businesses there, and I, obviously it, Queens County citizens are going to this business, they can park there, it helps them, but it seems like it's a big cost oh, yeah. more for the businesses that they should be the one with the skin in the game on that. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's, that discussion needs to happen. That's all I'm saying about this. I'm not necessarily you know, advocating that we should, I mean, if we want to put it in there, great. But if not, if we want to turn around and do what you just talked about, you know, get together and, and let's research that and find out about, you know, uh, these parking companies that, that actually build them and maintain them, and then they charge a fee. And the question is, you know, how much of a fee do we want to 
have them gouge our citizens for, or is it the public side that owns the businesses that come in and do a public-private and, and split some of the costs? So, I mean, that's just something we can look at. Yeah, and we do have that study that we probably yep. haven't circulated with the full yep. board of commissioners. We yep. can send that around. You yep. take a look at that, give you a little right. more background on the uh, situation. I, down there. I didn't see any the study yeah. at all. So mm -hmm. the question is, did they? What you estimated was it the cost of the building, or was it the actual revenue that that kind of a garage would produce? No, no, no. It was it was a, a study to see if there is a parking issue there, okay. which they said no, right? They came back and said, we don't need a parking garage. And I'm like, okay. So that's what I'm saying. You know, the, the, the conversation maybe needs to take place of how we want to approach that and, and what's the best for the citizens of Queen Anne's County and the businesses in the Kenton Arrows. So. I mean, garages in New York pay for themselves because the people have cars and keep them there all week. And right. that works. When you have kind of hourly parking for restaurants, it's a very different formulation. Mm -hmm. and yeah. That seems to me to be what ought to underlie that discussion. Sure. Well, you know, the other thing with that, though, Stevie, is we look at it and we look at it on, in terms of like our traffic counts. You know how everybody always complains how they do when they fail our roads. That, oh, they took the traffic counts in February. Right. It's like, well, wait a minute. You can't take traffic counts going westbound in February. It doesn't give you a good picture. So when they did this parking study, did they do that in February? I think what they did is they counted the amount of parking spaces. They tabulate the number of parking spaces and the businesses. It's kind of like yeah, but then you got to look how many people are there on a Saturday or a Sunday right. in August. You right. know, it's there are no parking spaces. Matter of fact, like you yep. said, there's no trees, there's no grass. But there's a couple businesses down there now that can't expand because they don't have parking. Right. So right. they have parking, they expand, it brings more revenue. It's just you know, again. No, I just question the study times. That's yeah. what I'm saying because I've seen it on the traffic side yeah. where they when they study and you're like, yeah. well, that's not a good snapshot of what we're looking at. Well, so. as far as I, so, I mean. I, I'll pull that one, and we can we can sit down and get a committee together and, and just review it. They look at different times of the of the year, the seasonal. There are seasonal fluctuations, so right. they did look at that. And there are times when their peak demand is high, and other times when there's right. plenty of parking. Right, which is typical over here because yeah, we're, we're a seasonal area when exactly. it comes to that stuff. So yeah. Exactly. And Brittany, you already got the Kramer Center, the HVAC, right? You already put that 200, one. Two hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. That's that's all I had, Press. Yeah. yeah. What, sir? Do you have anything you want to? No. Your turn. Okay, he's good. Anything? Yeah. For once, I'm good with it. You're good? Oh. There we go. Nothing That's stands it. out. Boom. Okay. Kept that bomb yeah, below $9 million, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. You look surprised. Shocked. That's it. <laughs> wow. Second. You guys you play nice. Now, now, we go, now we go to your page 100, you right? Guess, you guessed 730. Oh, no, we're not done. Oh, yeah. No, we still got one more. Yeah, we yeah, got page, page 100. Uh, that's that tab number four. Some other decisions we got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First was the, um, you have that page, page 100? Yeah. All right, we need to decide on the level of funding for the Board of Education operations. Hmm? We're there. One dollar over, right? And that gets us at the Kerwin and it gets us at Kerwin and that gets us there hold harmless money. Can you just for the folks back at home explain okay. the Kerwin formula and, and what this is? So people... I wish I wish Brittany had her chart to put up on the screen because it's much easier explainable with that chart. But more, we, can, we can pull it up. We can pull it up. That's, yeah, just yeah. more or less. I mean, to, uh, kind of keep it Reader's Digest. Um, the, the state through House Bill 1362, I believe it was, they um, 
basically took the attitude that 2020 never existed in terms of school funding formulas or increases and things like that. And it was really for a lot of the other counties who were behind the eight ball already stepping into Kerwin in year three. Um, so they made adjustments, basically said 2020 went away. Um, what they're doing though is going forward um, in the out years uh, is they were gonna, they're gonna be taking a three year average of student enrollment because obviously this year for any that did not hear the night that the Board of Ed was in here, uh, Queen Anne's County was down 334 students. So in that real world of the existing Kerwin formulas and everything else, the County Commissioner's maintenance of effort would have only been $59 million because of the number of students we have in the schools. Um, but with the hold harmless that was put in by the state, we as the county are funding like we have a full student body from last year, mm -hmm. and that will not change. The dynamic going forward, and this is kind of the part where it gets a little hairy, and Brittany's created a great chart to show this, is that we had, Kerwin is based for Queen Anne's County on a certain student population by 2030. That student population is literally, at this point, 900 more students than we have today. Um, because they predicted, you know, a certain amount of growth. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously we're down almost 400 or 350, just say right now. So we're going to have to triple our student population. And the original Kerwin count only had us going up by 250 students over eight years. So I still think there's going to be a lot of quirkiness with this. But right now, as of today, Queen Anne's County is funding at the Kerwin level and actually technically above the Kerwin level at this point. So we are meeting what all the local education associations in the state of Maryland supported, which was the Kerwin funding um, we're meeting at, and, and our board has some issues making it with the Kerwin funding, but this was all brought to their attention in prior meetings and discussions is the fact that is Kerwin really the end all be all, and is it gonna fix all right. the, the woes? Yeah. But uh, again, um, Brittany's chart shows it, shows where we'll be at in 23, which, Honestly, this is great for uh, this commission, future commissions. At least you have a target. With, with the old formulas and things like that, it was a battle every year. Um, we've had discussions with the Board of Ed. I know Phil and Chris meet with them monthly, and we've talked to them. You know, can they live with that, or is there something that we can do to uh, maybe massage it a little bit to help out? Because we actually did a projection. I worked with Brittany and Todd on this, where we did a projection if we continue to fund at what we've been doing here in Queen Anne's County consistently through the end of what the Kerwin term is on this chart, we would have actually be giving the board two, two is it two million more, Brittany? Mm -hmm. 76 for seven, yeah. So we would actually be funding them at two million dollars higher than what Kerwin was asking for. So that's why I say there's a lot of questions and I think it's gonna to continue to develop over the next year after some of these counties come back with some of their real results. But right now we're funding it at the Kerwin level and you know, that's all we can be, which we're being asked to do, so that's what we're doing. This is year three of Kerwin. Most people don't realize that, so. Very good. Right, and it is above maintenance of effort as Correct. calculated by the old formula because of the right. student enrollment population has gone down by 334 good. students this year, okay. so. But that was how we got to hold harmless is we had to exactly. meet that level and we're doing that and so that they will get uh, an additional three million, right? Yeah, from the state, yeah. From the state, right, by doing that. That's right. And I understand they're, they're getting CARES money, another round of CARES money is coming 6. in. 6.7. Another $6.7 million yes. coming into that. Yep. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. well, that's, that's a cool. Money. That's good. But I would tell them the same thing I said to Centerville. If that is not money to spend on operational, because yeah. it's not going to be there next year, folks. Right. Right. And that's what everybody's got to realize. Right. 
But that, I mean, that's a and then there's a future. deadline to spend it. Yes. 2024. So it's they've got some time, but yeah. still, you don't want to create jobs and things like that with money that's not going to be there sure. for 2024. That's yep. you know. All right. Well, so the Board of Education is done. Brittany, did you uh, tally up the new operating enhancements? I did. What's that number? It's no longer 730,000. No, so I it's an increase, um, but that's positions and operational total total increase of four hundred eighty three thousand two hundred sixty dollars. You wait a minute. What's the grand total? It's it's an in, an increase. Well, it it's over positions and enhancements. She so put them both together, Jim. It's all lumped together. Both those okay. two. And uh, you said four hundred and twenty. What was it? Four eighty three two sixty. So it's an additional 483,000 above these, mm -hmm. this value here. Mm -hmm. So, okay. and, and don't hold it to that. I, mean, I know that she just calculated that during break. So, um, is it solar powered? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Moving down. Okay. So we're done with the enhancements and position enhancements. So just uh, wait a minute. I just, I'm, all right. We have departmental operating enhancements of 730,000, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. And that's separate from position enhancements, which is a million 20,000. Right. And then we're at, so those two numbers, we're adding 483,260. Yep, totaling $2,234,027. $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2,
Okay. No, yeah, I think it was it's that was the reason because somebody that worked already for the county for ten months and somebody had just been working for a month. Right. Got a paper performance increase at the same time. Same and time. Wait a minute. You know, you yeah. just, right. Most yeah. of the time, if it's done that way, if it's done on a date where everyone gets their rating at the same time, same option for paper performance, it excludes people that haven't been there for a year. Yeah. So then they would be up for it next year during the right. next budget. Right. Yeah. But I, I guess the question goes back are, are we good with 2% and 2% for $1.2 million? I don't see over the last one, two, three, four years, it doesn't appear we've ever gotten 2% and the paper performance. Right, we knew we'd do paper performance and 1%. Right. In FY20, it was 1% COLA plus paper performance. 19 right. was 2% COLA. 18 was paper performance. Um, 17 was 1% COLA and 16 was 1.5 COLA and paper performance. So it's been a while since we've done both. Yeah. Yes. Okay, combination right. depending on economy and spending. You good with it? You know I'm always good with two percent, one percent. I'm a two percent pay for performance and one percent cola. That's that's right. I mean, three percent. That's what we're getting out in the real world and yeah. in, in the yeah. in the public yeah. sector. I mean the private. You know I, I just. I think we're walking into a period of time where we're going to have very very hot inflation in the next year, and I think we need to pay up so that we're paying into that situation we're walking into. And I think we ought to do two and two. He says two, I'm with you at two and one, but there's three two and two, so. It's two and two. I'll go two and two. two, and two. All right. Two and two. All right. There's four two and twos. <laughs> the next piece is just um, budget. That's kind of just a summary of the funding that's available, but that's more so just a conversation on what changes are gonna be made. What? The, the chart that you're looking at on page 100, the next items say FY22 bond amount and then the pay go amount, but those numbers don't have to be. Right. The, right. That, that's just more of a, hey, we need to make a decision on capital projects. Which I think we Which did. Which will change. Yeah. Which we did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're right. good on that. And the municipal tax differentials, that's the ones we're writing checks for. Correct. Is that what that, that's the ones we actually write the checks for. Correct. And okay, um, that'll, that'll, that'll go up, up a little bit. We'll go up. Right, that'll go up. Right, bit. that should go up. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. Right. Um, with, with, slightly, with. but there'll also be a um, a decrease in income tax revenue for Correct. Centerville if right. their amount goes up to thirteen cents. It so. did. We we did it. We said okay. yes. Right. So it'll be a net change of ninety nine thousand sixty four dollars. Right. So you you'll end up doing what you do, I guess. I think yes. Jack will probably agree with me on this. What are we going to be retiring in bonds? You know, Brittany, a guesstimate? Seven every seven? year. Seven? Was it 7.8 or was it? That's pushing seven, seven and a half to eight. Yeah. I thought it was higher than that. So, so just you can figure seven to eight, and then if you're borrowing 10, you're net adding three. And if you add net two, three, you're in good shape. No, no, no. I'm adding six. I'm a seven, five. You got okay, so, so we're retiring seven, five. And you know, I, I know we've had discussions, and I've had discussions about some of that impact. Yes. You know, the impact money, uh, and I just want to make sure that we're using as much as we can to pay whatever the regulations will allow to pay down on, on, on the debt comes from that impact money. That instead of it just sitting impact fees, you mean? Yes. 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 So yes. I want to make sure we're on that very topic today, and we are investigating how we can maximize the okay, use good. of those funds. Good. To and then, uh, pay down so, the debt. So the last question I, I have, and I'm just asking this, is if, if our bond is at nine million, mm -hmm. 
and you get done doing everything you do and our bond stays at nine million and everything else is operating is all good to go. Do we want to use any unrestricted fund balance to pay an additional million to get that to eight so it's almost a wash in our, our debt number? That's a question for everybody. You know where I'm at on that. I, I know you'll say yes, but I'm just bringing that up. It's, if it's something that you could show us and maybe the next meeting we decide if, if, if in fact, we want to even do that. That's all. I'm just saying, you know, we, we're, we've got the impact money. We've got unrestricted fund balance. If it's a million dollars and it keeps us at a net zero gain in debt while getting all this other stuff done, I think that that's a good idea. Well, the other thing we can look at, too, we're going to potentially use some of the uh, recovery, recovery plan funds right. in to cover some of the bond. That's what I'm saying. However you guys want to work that we'll magic, we don't know what that, that is way. exactly yet. So, we can, so we can since that that's well. outside of what we're looking at, obviously, mm -hmm. for the operational, yeah, mm -hmm. can, so maybe we can get a list, you can get us a list together of mm -hmm. possible projects and the impact it'll have on the bond. Right. Or PAYGO, whichever way it's going to come right. out. Yeah. But you had several in there I already know we've talked about that are in, you have that in there now. So. I think the bond will, is, will be at $9 million still. Yeah. Even with CARES yes. projects? Oh, no, that's not considering that amount, but they would still have to be in our budget for 22. No, I get that, but if we can target some of the projects that are duplicative between what Todd's list is and what we actually are carrying in this bond budget right now, mm -hmm. we may be able to see how we could, you know what I mean, shift that, and, and like Jim's saying, drop the, we may be able to drop a million dollars off the bond just doing that, just with some of it turning over to CARES money. Yeah. And or you can look at that or whatever. So that's yeah. what I'm keep saying. Just, mind, just some keep, keep in mind too, we won't be selling bonds for the nine million right. until this time next year. Exactly. Right. So right. we'll have that's a much better perspective as to what we're going to bingo. Look, yeah, that, yeah. Looking like yeah. at yeah. that time, right? And how much of that money we can use Perfect. towards that. Cool. Well, we can kind of yeah. use that crystal ball that Lee was looking for and look ahead and see what right. we may be able to get done. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, we so can do that. There you go. That's awesome. Great. Okay. Anybody else have anything? That's it. You good? Kind of painless. All right, Brittany. You can go home when you get all that stuff figured out and back up to us. Is that everything? That's everything. Then since I didn't miss need anything. a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All right. All right.